Welcome to Planner Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica McWilliams. Behind every planner, there's a person. And behind every person, there's a story. In today's story, I bring to you Jody Bergerson. Not only is she a well-known friend to the planner community, she's also the founder and admin of the Facebook group, Minnesota Planner Addicts. In today's episode, she shares with me a very fluid style conversation that did not leave room for any mini games. So for all you fans of what's in your bag, you'll have to check our Instagram stories this weekend. So make sure you're following Planner Lifestyle Podcast on Instagram. Jody and I discuss planner meetups, big and small, far and wide. She lifts the veil on what it's like to be an admin of a planner group. She also discusses what role shame has in us either conquering our goals or getting buried by them. Stay tuned for a special segment at the end of today's episode where our conversation really turns to Jody interviewing me. <laughs> so for the, about the last 10 minutes, you can hear maybe some of my brainstorming for Planner Lifestyle podcast and some cheerleading from Jody. And as always, a few bloopers. Oh, anyway. Yeah, are you, do you go out to get one on? Have you, I know well, you. So, alumni, I've never been. Well, I know, but I'm just saying like, I know you were talking, is that one that's like on your radar? Is that one that? They're all on the radar. I mean, what, there's none that I wouldn't want to go to because I've never been to any of them, you know? So mm -hmm. the winter planner land has a special appeal to me. I adore the ladies that are putting that on and they're doing a fabulous job. Um, I, but do you want to go out of state to go to winter? Don't, do we get enough winter here? But it's hilarious to me. They're in Georgia. Like, I know. I'll show up in shorts to be like, Merry Christmas. It, no, but actually, last, I think it was last year, it actually snowed. Like, oh. I mean, and the reality is, right? Like, down? <laughs> a lot of places do, you know what I mean? That's true. And I, they do wear like turtlenecks. You know, but it's like just to get out of my driveway, we have to shovel to get to the car. Like, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I I yeah I could really just eat my words and it'd be like freezing I did spend some time with some friends in San Francisco during the winter well first we went to Lake Tahoe and we went snowboarding so clearly that's like legit you know snow top mountain mm -hmm. then we traveled on to San Francisco and I was like haha it's like 55 degrees you guys are such you know baby suckers or whatever and then we went to this like super in-demand posh restaurant type of like for apps or something like, cause we were in town and they wanted to try it, like something different or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, but it was like a line out the door kind of situation. And sh um, the friend I was <laughs> there visiting saw me shiver and she was like never happier. She's like, oh, so warm, isn't it? And I was like, I mean... The ocean breeze really kind of catches you here. <laughs> oh, it totally, like, it totally does, though, because <gasps> yeah, I, I knew it was cold. In, you know? Yeah, in January, and I think then again in, like, maybe May, I went out to California um, and to L.A., and it's, you know, you're thinking, like, oh, January, it's still going to be warmer than Minnesota. 
like, so I brought like capris and like, you know, not not very much. Yeah. I literally was like, I was doing like these little like touristy things and I was like shivering because it was rainy and cloudy and it just was not the sun that I had experienced four years before. So I was like, oh man, this is, this is a little rough. Mm-hmm. But like when you start buying like a sweatshirt that says San Diego or whatever on it, well, I totally, I totally bought a hot pink hoodie that said like California or something on it. <laughs> I was like, I am not going to survive if I have to try to wear what I brought because I thought I knew what the weather was going to be. Mm-hmm. My first planner conference was like was actually in Georgia. We went to a scrapbooking expo, and we. Like, I didn't know anybody. I literally in 2015 flew down to Atlanta and got picked up by Sarah. And we stayed at her sister's house, Leah. Um, and Megan and Lakin were there as well. And then we met up and there's like maybe 30 or 30. I think it was 30-ish people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like the first like planner meetup that I had been to um, that was like large scale it was kind of a crazy thing like you know nobody really knew what to expect like we could buy washi tape we could buy some stickers and then they had some awesome drawings like people had donated some amazing things and like you know we just kind of had fun with it um it was kind of a girls weekend like we had all been friends and so it was kind of a a fun thing to go and do and it was fun to meet people like in person that kind of that was the fun piece too is it's just the community where it's like it's not just a virtual community that's not, you know, that kind of is like surface level. Like there are relationships that you can have with people that are like beyond just the, oh, hey, how's it going? You know what I mean? The week before that was our first actual like Minnesota planner addicts meetup. And we call it the hot tub meetup because the picture looks like we're sitting in a hot tub or part of some of us are because it's like a wood surround. It's like an outside picture. Or, you know, seating area. Ooh, I was kind yeah, of like a that. restaurant. Yes, it looks like the old seventies, like wooden yes. laden. Like <laughs> yeah, so we we kind of joked that it was like the hot tub uh, meetup, even though we weren't really in a hot tub. But there was five of us, and three of them knew each other, so we kind of joke about that. But which is kind of what I love about like our Minnesota group is we might not be like the largest group around, but we have dedicated people who show up who. you know, are inviting and are welcoming, encourage other people to show up if they haven't been to um, meetups before, that kind of thing. So I, I don't know. I, that's why I really enjoy our, our, our local groups. And it's fun to see a number of the local folks, you know, kind of go out to the larger conferences too, because, you know, um, again, kind of representing, it's nice to have people kind of from your home state there. Kristen Ann plans is on me to go to Winter Planner Land and or West Coast. I'm going to Portland next October. You are? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you going to go wild? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going. How many do you go to? Do you go to all of them? Because you just were at Southern State Planners this October, right? Yeah. So that one was kind of a fun surprise. Like I was able to surprise Kristen and go down there. Um, So it kind of all depends on like timing and like, um, you know, a couple of the things just kind of ended up working out in the short term, but, um, last year I went to go wild to help 
Kristen. So with the Chrissy and Designs family there. And then the first year I went kind of just, I guess, I don't want to say a normal attendee isn't really the right word, but you know, kind of a a ticket holder. Yeah. And, um, and then the second year I ended up going down before Go Wild and helping Kristen with some of the prep for Go Wild. So like I couldn't obviously do both things. So I ended up going there, spend time with her because at the conference, right, it's busy. There's a lot of people, you know what I mean? And time gets uh, spread thin in terms of like who, who you get to see and kind of, you know, going from here to there. So um, I roomed, we had the 1408 party pack is what our room number, <laughs> that was our, uh, so like I roomed with Jeannie, Lauren, uh, Alan, and Brooke. So there's five of us in there. Um, but it was such a fun time, like to be able to like, you know, have downtime with my friends that again, like you'd otherwise be talking on the internet. I don't know like, if I'd know where to fit in. I was going to say, I think having listened to other things, like, um, I think part of it too is right. It's an investment. Um, because obviously like it's something you have to plan for and, you know, most like all of us have to budget for kind of all the expenses and those pieces. Um, so it's kind of one of those, uh, I, I think it's one of those things where it's like, you have to kind of have that value add be there. But I think with your personality, like you fit in, like you have no problem talking to different people, you know, even at our meetups, you know what I mean? Like you have fun with yourself. Like there's always people who are looking for different roommates there. You know what I mean? So you don't have to necessarily stick with people that you know locally. It could be people, you know, that you meet or that you don't even know, you know, just to get like the cost of the rooms down and that kind of thing. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. And thank you. That's very sweet, by the way. I, I know it would be a good time. You're asking me like, well, which one and where do you want to go? It feels like the trip of a lifetime to me. That's what it feels like. Like I can do this maybe once, maybe twice, like depending on how the podcast goes or depending on how my life changes as the kids get a little older, if I can get a job or, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. circumstances, finances do change. Right. You know, that kind of thing. But like, I do value that. I do. I, um, but because of that, it's like paralyzation. Like, well, how do I pick? I mean, it's like totally not an actual problem. Do you know what I mean? Like, I have so many places to go and so many friends. I don't know where to go, guys. Like, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> but you know, so many fun friends. But I, you know what I mean? Like, there's a, yeah. it's an artificial. I'm like that with gift cards too. At Christmas, Do you get gift cards at Christmas. Yeah, it's like I think you'd be like. Woo-hoo, I can just go get whatever I want. Here's 50 bucks down or 200, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, I have 50. Down. Like, what can I get for this? It's like you want to maximize like, that value. Yes. But yes. Then and so like, like, then you don't use it because you don't. Can I have, wait? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think like if you, if I had to look at some of the pieces where it's kind of like, you know, a smaller get together isn't a bad thing, right? Like you've been to the Minnesota plate event. So, I mean, you have those things under your belt. You kind of know how some of the stuff goes. Some of them are a little bit more formal where there's like, oh, here's these different sessions. Um, you know, there's speakers that come in and that kind of thing. Others are a little bit more fluid where it's, you know, not necessarily like a speaker kind of engagement. Um, I know like Winter Plannerland they added on some of the workshop pieces. I'm not saying they didn't have the workshop pieces before, but you know, like they've, at least in my peripheral of what I've seen lately, you know, there's a lot more, um, 
for people to pick, just like kind of like the Chicago conference, for example, um, you know, they're having like different workshops that you can sign up for and do, you know, um, the thing is, is that I, there's a lot of interest. And so I think that there, there's a niche for well thought out and put together events and conferences. And I think it's just kind of understanding what the definition is and what is that particular conference giving you? Because obviously it's time away from your family. It's time away from work or whatever. Um, there's obviously the financial component of it, but it's also one of those pieces where it's like memories that can last a lifetime too. You know what I mean? Like you just talked about that lifetime trip. So I think that's it's, true. Yeah. It's weighing those pieces out of saying like, you know, it's like, what do you hope to get out of it? You know, right. Partial yeah, business, even if it's like a new business. location, like right. I have been to California, I have been to Texas, I have been to Chicago, like maybe like not even to say anything about the organizers or my friends who are going to those conferences. I have been to Las Vegas, um, you know, like apart from any of the like who isn't what is going on, like the literal location, like, well, if I have this one flight I can book, maybe I want to prioritize seeing a different part of the country. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like they're yeah. on that level, I didn't even think of that before. Well, like I'm excited to go to Portland because there is um, the washi wall at one of the um, kind of like local craft stores that I really wanted to see like when they had something up in Portland and I was like, oh, that would be so fun. And some of it's like just a matter of timing. Like you can't, you know, there's early bird pricing on some of those pieces. It seems like it's so early, but the thing is, is that a lot of these conferences, like in 15 minutes, they're selling out. And a lot of it's the only reason it took 15, 20 minutes is because like the ticketing service that they have will keep something in somebody's cart for 10 minutes or whatever, you know, until Mm -hmm. if they don't pay or whatever. So, you know, it's that recycling piece of like, it's not over till, you know, until all the tickets are gone, but sometimes it's like you're at the mercy of, how the ticketing service like re-releases them after like maybe somebody doesn't pay or things like that. And even if I did save up and say like, I'd really like to go this one, there's no even guarantee that I necessarily would. Okay. I I don't want to seem like, okay, everyone feel sorry for me and send me 50 cents a day so I can go, you know, because there's a lot of people who want to go to these things and just get to enjoy it by proxy. And that's the cool thing about social media Mm -hmm. that you can follow some of these hashtags and you can follow some of these planner people that you adore from afar and see and kind of, um, get in on that if that does it for you. I know one year Caitlin and I did a no-go uh, mm-hmm. wild like day together I think it was when they was in Nashville so they had like this spicy what's their spicy chicken they call it there I forget it's like this I totally know what you're talking about red saucy thing oh my goodness anyways so we try to make it we try to fry it and we flooded her entire apartment with smoke because we don't know how to fry anything in the north We're like how do you fry this and it's just like smoke I don't know it's probably too hot or it was just like oh we need to get out of the kitchen with this fried chicken like okay well we're not there but we can eat whatever their food they're doing or you know notice things on social media like oh we saw somebody you know there's a lot of people out there who will put like no go trackers or no go wild bingo or you know stuff like that so I know I'm not alone in like the world's smallest pity party like I can't go to conferences because well but I don't think that that's I don't I I don't take that as how that was coming across I just think again it's like mindfulness because like there's a response you have you're doing homeschool stuff you're doing you know what I mean like you have a full plate already so it's like how do you prioritize these things not only financially but even just in general with all the other things you're juggling 
like something fun to kind of dabble in where it's like if you get invested in the community it just seems like you want as many opportunities to be able to see your friends as you possibly can you know yeah I think that's maybe more where it's been maybe more on my mind or maybe more important to Mm -hmm. me because I've been around a couple years now I think Mm -hmm. and like I had never been like oh shoot that ticket went on sale but as you go especially with this pack like there are people that you know we sit here and talk for over an hour Mm -hmm. like I know it's just you know then put public and but I'm like I I want to hug you like I want to see you like I want to that would be awesome to see each other in person or you know I feel I feel more invested in these online relationships uh while they're could, can be plentiful. There's something special about seeing them in person. Yeah. And to feel like, oh, I want a taste of that. I want a taste of that. And I do get a taste of that a little bit um, from Minnesota Planner Addict events. And so I'm looking forward to more of those. Um, but that kind of falls on your shoulders and committee. So will you tell us about how you chose to start Minnesota Planner Addicts and like shed some light on your role as the admin? Yeah. Well, so it started out where um, in We Love EC, it's kind of where I spent most of my time, like kind of in the beginning. Um, this was like pre-Planners Gone Wild, pre-like the Happy Planner takeoff. You know, like the Happy Planner was a thing, but it wasn't necessarily like the community is today. And so, you know, it started out with the smaller groups, you know, uh, with We Love EC type groups. and. Um, Jade and I, you know, would always be like, oh, you're in Minnesota. I'm in Minnesota. And then, you know, a handful of other people would be like, oh, you're in Minnesota. I'm in Minnesota. And then eventually I was like, we need to stop saying that we're going to like get together for coffee or dinner or something like that. And like, Mm -hmm. we just need to like do it. And so we started it out as like Minnesota planner addicts, like for, you know, kind of on the EC side. And then we got a lot of questions about well, I have like a happy planner, you know, can I join? And it was like, well, it seems silly to be answering those questions because obviously like not everybody stays in the same planner for a lifetime. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some people do, some people don't, you know. Um, So we ended up changing the name just to like Minnesota Planner Addicts, which I think is, is pretty representative. Like we have people who kind of fall the gamut of, you know, all the different kinds of, uh, planning styles and you know planning use so we started that and then it was like I think we started it in like April and then it took us until I think it was July 9th of 2015 I think officially is like our anniversary date for our first meetup and we pretty much went pretty strong of having meetups almost every month like I think we've skipped a handful of months every so often where it hasn't worked out or the like response has been low and so it gets canceled or something, you know, things like that. But for the most part, we usually have a monthly meetup. And then um, at the August meetup, so the second meetup, like we're just sitting around kind of just BSing at the end. We had done a potluck. We were at somebody's like community room and I just threw out something about you know how they do like those bar crawl things? What if we did something, you know, where we went shopping and we for planner supplies? Because, you know, your friends, they get it, but they don't get it. Like, oh, you could go to your, let's go to Michael's. Like, they wouldn't really want to spend time in, like, the sticker aisle. This is, like, pre-planner supply, you know, displays. (laughs) Uh, Where you had to kind of, like, scrounge and and make do with 
the, you know, what, what options were there. But, um, so that kind of like, it was a group of people who were like, yeah, yeah, you know, kind of, and then the ideas just kind of like spun off of that. So then we had some planning meetings and stuff and we did the first planner crawl, uh, January of 2016. And part of it, we thought, you know, it'd be funny because in Minnesota in the winter, you know, running around shopping, you know, it's like you're having, <laughs> really having to like brave the weather. Um, I don't know. It was just a lot of fun. And so trying to just take like a creative spin on different things where it was like, you know, it didn't have to be consumerism. Like you paid your ticketing fee, you got some swag. We had um, like shop stops, like focus. So there was like seven planner shops that were kind of like of a higher focus. They gave like a little bit of a bigger sample uh, sampler. We promoted them a little bit more in terms of like the events and such and kind of just took up from there. And the, that planning committee has, has evolved over time. You know, it's just, it's a lot of work and nobody gets paid for it. Um, so, you know, it just, it takes a toll and every, and you know, the season of people's lives change and stuff like that. So, you know, it's been kind of, it's been fun to get to know people. It's been fun to just see the creativity that can come out of different things, uh, push the envelope, just try to do different unique things that we aren't seeing with other meetups or different events and things like that. Yeah, this last was very unique, I think, to us, unless you're aware of another planner conference that is this vibe. But the, um, the what did you call it? I wasn't at this one. The greatest Minnesota planner. Oh, the great, yeah, the great plan. The great. Yeah. Um, because of our state fair. I mean, exactly. I mean maybe someone else had a fair. F- but so like the themes and like the time of year kind of going with the local culture. Um, I think that's really cool that you guys are doing that. and. And I can't take any credit for the summer event because I did not, I actually took a break because we were house hunting and doing that stuff. So the credit for that one goes to Libby Brenna and Jade for um, kind of hitting the pavement and doing all the work for that one. Yes. And if my listeners want to know more about that event, Shana, the Foxy Corn talked all about her uh, review, I guess, not review, but her experience at that get together in her episode. So you can check that out on iTunes if you want to see what it was all about and the fun things that they did there. So as admin, what do you actually have to do on Facebook? Um, well, so it's been, it's like a few steps forward, a few steps back. If you, you know, again, as like the, as the interest and the uh, availability of people who are on the committee and such, uh, change it kind of changes a little bit of the season of like what options and what opportunities are out there um going forward what I'm hoping to do um I feel like I have a like it's hard to there was one other individual who was an admin and they essentially just kind of up and left and I feel probably I'm I carry a little bit of uh maybe not anxiety but um caution you know inviting Mm -hmm. people into the fold because the thing is once you invite people in you don't really have control and it's not necessarily about control but it's like there's a lot more negotiation and there's a lot more um consideration you have to do like would you how how do you handle conflict how do you address people who maybe are making comments they shouldn't do when do you block somebody 
So we have it. So it is, uh, it's not a secret group. It's just a private group so that the, you know, the conversation doesn't show up in people's news feeds for, you know, all your family and friends to show up or to see, but you have to approve, um, you know, member requests. And then also kind of just make sure that like the temperature in the room kind of stays medium. And let's be real. We don't get, nobody gets paid to do it. So it's kind of just like, I, thankfully we have a pretty mild mannered group. So it's like, there's not much. Minnesota nice. Yeah. There's not much feistiness that we have to like. Did you see those stickers guys? Yeah. Good for you. Like it's very, not to say that not genuine or like we're super cheesy and like whatever but no Minnesota nice is a, is a good thing um but I think part of it is just having it be where uh what I would like to do is have three to five other people who are kind of in like a more leadership role so people that are there or as a group to help uh advise and guide maybe some subcommittees in terms of some of the efforts um, I'm burned out, you know, setting up monthly meetups. Um, part of it is like, if you're going to set it up, you want to be there, but if you're going to set it up to be there, then that means you also have to not do something else or, you know what I mean? So it's like, there's, there's those pieces where if we could spread out the work among, you know, maybe there's two people and they you know, one person is set is goal to set up stuff like in the first month. And some people are set up to do things like on the, you know, or the even and the one that does the odd one maybe does things like kind of in this part of the, you know, the state and then the somebody else does it in this part of the cities or whatever. Uh, I think it, it just gets challenging because I want to make people happy. And I think everybody wants, you know, a lot more people to come. Um, I just think the complex, you know, there's a complexity component that goes into it where it's like, the number of people who RSVP aren't always the people who show up. And when you're trying to sometimes secure rooms at like a, you know, and, um, they ask how many individuals. So you can either, you could either end up with like way more people than the room would fit or way less. And then you feel bad because you've taken up this like larger room. Um, some places like some of the restaurants have minimums in terms of like, if you get like a private room, you know, there's a minimum expectation of like the amount of food you would order you know, based off of like an average guest ticket. Um, so it just gets to be like, there's so many variables and I understand it's people's weekend, so they can't always like concretely commit. Um, but I think there's just those complexities too, where it just, sometimes there's just, a, there's a lot of demand for the meetups to happen. And, you know, frankly, like there, yes, there are typically Minnesota sponsored like monthly meetups. But people can feel free to like set up meetups too. Like if they're going to, if they know they're going to go to Panera or they know they're going to go to the library to do like a, you know, planning session, put it in the group. You know what I mean? See if anybody else can meet up with them. If they're going to go to like a Perkins or something and do planning, put it in the group and see if anybody would come. I mean, I'm not expecting anybody to be like, oh, why don't you guys all come over to my house? But just knowing that. Where would they put that? Would they put that on just like the feed or would they create an event? Can we even create an event if we're not you? You'd be able to create an event. Uh, I don't. Okay. I mean, I've never tried, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, otherwise people could message me. I mean, I think they they had added a feature in Facebook about like a, 
get together. Like host a get together. Mm-hmm. I mean, so there's that or, um, I don't have, I haven't restricted it that people can't do events, but that, that doesn't mean that they can or can't. Yeah. Just as long as we're not like, okay, come to my multi-level marketing home party, you know, like it, so, I mean, I don't know how often that happens to you, but it seems like I'm not inundated with like off topic stuff. Like I feel like people would do it for the right reasons, you know, until they don't. And then you have to lock it down. You know, it's like so many, some groups, I'm like, how many rules do you have? And like, what went on for you to have these rules? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Cause it's like, well, clearly they're either really cautious or have like, been around a while and have seen it all and are like not again are we gonna you know whatever it is mm-hmm. I just remember somewhere on Pinterest seeing a, like a funny like I love funny signs or like funny ads that are like misprinted or like mean different things and one was like a, like a handwritten sign like on a school cafeteria and it was like abs or a school classroom or something it was like absolutely no Cheetos beyond this point and you're like, what, what, what precur, what preempted this sign? I want to know that story. <laughs> what happened with the Cheetos? Obviously some sort of food fight or ground all under the carpet, you know, like, so like, I understand where you'd have to set boundaries, especially if you, you know, had some sort of complication in the past. And I see you trying to work through, you know, sharing that responsibility and coming out of your complicated past with a former co-admin, if you will. Um, and trying to to build a stronger Minnesota planner addicts because you're sensing, it sounds like by what you're saying, like it's okay to admit that you are burnt out. I mean, you have how many jobs, a new house. It's like, you know, you've been doing it for a while. And on Instagram recently, maybe it was Facebook, maybe both. You had like a teaser. We're like, what are you talking about? Because you showed like your little list making notebook and you're like, I'm, Minnesota planner annex or something's coming and something's changing. And I like super stocked. I was like looking, I'm like zooming in. I'm like, what are all these character qualities? <laughs> yeah. Well, part of it is just like, when you look at stuff is like, it seems like an easy job to step up and say, I'm an admin of a group. And the reality of it is, you know, and again, it kind of goes back to just that shared responsibility of just saying, what kind of a community do we want? And I think in general, the characteristics of people who make a good collaborator or a good cheerleader for the community can make good leaders. Um, And you need just as many doers as you do people who are leaders. And again, who can kind of facilitate um, the things being done. They might not need to do all the things. So I'm going to work with the girls who were on, who've been on the committee to see if they have any interest. I know, um, a lot of them have said that they're kind of in terms of like their, their season of their life and their busyness, um, that the next event isn't necessarily something that is really on their radar for, you know, availability. So it's kind of, Mm -hmm. this is the opportunity for us to do a little bit of a refresh. Um, I want to extend that, you know, they've, they put in their time. So if they have an interest in doing some of these things, but I also want to kind of set some guidelines of like, what is the expectation? Like what kind of, what kind of a person, what kind of a commitment would we be looking at? Um, just so that, you know, all around, everybody kind of goes in with the same expectation because I think that's where um, if, I, if nobody communicates what the expectation is with somebody, 
it's easy to miss a hundred percent of the time. Um, and I think part of it is just saying like the role of like a leadership committee in terms of being more of a community guide and more of an advisory kind of board, um, that would help a core group of people, you know, kind of through the process, not necessarily making it like overly complicated, but the expectations of somebody in that leadership role may be something more like, monthly meetings just to kind of get a pulse of like, what are you guys hearing? How are things going? What, you know, what do we need more? What do we need less of? You know, because the worst thing you can do is like open the floodgates and have the 600 plus people who are in the group all of a sudden I'll have, you know, some unagreed upon responsibility because that's when you start, you know, having misses or failures because like, if not everybody's on the same page of what the outcome is, you know, the desired progress or outcome or um, result is, it's really easy to kind of, and, you know, shoot yourself in the foot. So what I'd like to do is just say like, okay, here's what the expectations would be for these two different types of roles. Could, you know, people who are in like a more leadership role could roll up and have a focus. So kind of the three uh, verticals that I initially have kind of come up with are kind of like the community, which is kind of revolving around the meetups and the events. And people can play more than one role, uh, wear more than one hat. But again, it's going to, you know, it's it's not going to be a, we can take everybody. And so I want to just be very thoughtful and intentional. And, you know, but I also want it to be an opportunity where if it's not working out for somebody else, they don't feel like they're stuck. But at the same time, I want to make sure that everybody can get in there and can, you know, have that experience too. Uh, because we have a lot of good contributors. We have, um, you know, a lot of people who are, like yourself who do the podcast or who do YouTube or who do blogs. We have shop owners, you know, we have consumers, we have kind of the attendees and the kind of the core, you know, at the end of the day, everybody is a member, right? If you, if you can't remember that, like nobody's higher or lower, everybody's a member. It's just a matter of the direction and the resources. If we all, if we all do better, we all do better. You know what I mean? I think that was Paul, well, one of Paul Wellstone's like, um, Oh, the green bus yeah former minnesota mission yeah so i mean i think part of it's just trying to look at different ways that we can kind of just play on the talents of what we have um and so people maybe don't get burned out um doing different things and just knowing hey it's not just one person doing something it's kind of a small little group or committee of people doing stuff together and having fun different things probably the biggest shift is uh we will be go where i'm gonna switch the seasons for events so uh, we'll be looking at doing a spring event and a fall event. So kind of something like end of March to mid April, and then probably something in the October, November timeframe. You know, we've done the, the, the winter summer play three years total, I think now. Yeah. Right. So oh, yeah, cause all of 2016, all of 2017 and now all of 2018. Yeah. So I think it's just kind of a time, you know what I mean? Like there's different ideas, there's different seasons, you know, especially Minnesota, like, you know, there's different opportunities to do different things. So I think it'll be a good opportunity to kind of, you know, spread our wings a little bit and see what other things, you know, other ideas are out there. Do you ever see these events becoming like the other more nationally recognized events? Is that on your radar? Is that the kind of growth that you're kind of referring to? Or what do you uh, think? You know, I, I guess never say never, but I think the big thing is, is that there are a lot of 
connected people who are doing these events. And I think part of it is doing the national events. Yeah. To compete. And it's not even a competition, but I'm just saying like to kind of throw your hat in there and to like say, yeah, we're going to try to do some big things. Big events come with big ticket amounts. And like, we're not an official like organization. You know, we do a zero budget event budgeting. So like whatever money comes in, is the money spent on the event. And we're very intentional with the budget piece. Like to me, I feel like that's always the elephant in the room because while nobody's ever asked, like, well, what did you spend our money on? Because I feel like people, you know, have been happy with what we've got, you know, delivered in terms of the events and like mm-hmm. takeaways and things like that. But, you know, there's a big responsibility there. The bigger the ticket prices, if people have higher expectations, I'm not saying it's not that we're up for the challenge, but Again, I think you just have it where it's like you're competing with so many qualified groups. Not everybody can say yes to everything. And so that's where it gets into the piece where it's like how much connectedness and how much work do you have to try to get some of those big names or, you know, to to make the events. Yeah. yeah. What would be the draw if we can't? Yeah, I see. It's kind of between a rock and a hard place. It's like you have to really be big to get the big ticket people. But then you ha- if you're going to be medium, you still have to be big enough to like get people to come, you know, like what's the draw then? But I'm thinking, I wonder if the, like a regional draw of people who could drive and then have a two day event where they just have to stay overnight one night, mm-hmm. you know, cause then like just keeping the overall cost down. So then it's not like, whoa, you have every superstar mega known planner icon there, but it's still maybe within reach. Yeah. I think part of it is like, um, when a couple of people had brought up doing a bigger event, you know, um, I said, what is the value add? Like, what are you adding to that person's portfolio that they couldn't get at a local meetup or at some other time, you know, meetup? Um, do you have the bandwidth to take on the responsibility of such a large event? Because it becomes your life. I think, you can ask probably any of the larger organizations, you know, that are putting on these events is like you become consumed with all the things and you have to make sunshine out of clouds and storm. You know what I mean? Like when things don't go right or shipments don't come, you know, things like that. Like there's just high expectations of a lot of those things. And there's so many groups that do the, you know, do things so well. I'm not saying that our group, that the uh, folks, you know, don't have the capacity to do it. I think it's just a matter of, the season of life is, can you see it through, you know, to actually, to actual implementation, all stay friends because it becomes a stressful time. You know what I mean? Like you. Well, yeah, especially if you're bringing in your different levels with budgeting, some people really strive and they will be able to say no to something that's over their agreed upon budget. And some people just are like, let's just do it, you know, and, and that creates a lot of tension, I'm sure. Or how quickly you respond to somebody on a committee, like how, like I sent you four emails, like, can we get this together? You know, like I, I can see where it definitely adds a little level of, um, not to say drama, like drama, drama, but a level of intensity. When everybody has different expectations. Volunteers, like yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So same thing is like, you know, you talk about messages or things and like when you're working with other people, like sometimes you don't have the control, like you can really want something by a certain day (laughs) or you can really say here's the deadline and 
people will miss the mark every time. And sometimes it's like, you just need to be grateful that you actually received whatever output piece was. So I think, again, you know, I always put never a little say never, but not right now. <laughs> again, it just has to be what, what is the value add? And I think if the right group of people come together, like if there was like kind of a community leader who was kind of over that in terms of helping guide and um, see that through, and then the other leadership committee could get behind it. Because I think the biggest thing is, is that even if maybe not everybody is doing something every day for that event, you have to have everybody behind it so that the people know that they're supported. And I think that's the biggest thing, you know, just even with my other friends, um, like it was amazing being able to like kind of to be able to go to the Plantoberfest down in Florida and see how uh, all the ladies came together, you know, and pulled off an amazing event. And, you know, there's still there's things that are being done all the way up until that morning before the attendees walk in and how they coordinated all their volunteers and all, you know. A hundred plus people at an event is, that's no small feat, you know, especially when you're looking at the amount of, you know, stuff that's coming in to kind of coordinate and then coordinating all the meals. They didn't miss a beat at all. And it's it's fun to be able to see your friends succeed in that way too. You know, there's a great keynote um, Kristen gave in the morning, the, the workshops and the speakers were all really on point. They had the fun elements where they had the podcast recording over, you know, at the end of lunch. And, you know, I don't know, like it was just a good mix of and of a good variety of content. Um, the biggest piece is it's that value add of what, what can, what are we going to be giving somebody that they otherwise wouldn't be getting at a regular meetup or those type of things. And I think sometimes right. there's something about it being like kind of special. Like, I know that might sound cheesy, but like, you don't want it to just be another thing that people have to consider. I think that's one thing we've really tried to do with like our Minnesota events is to try to keep them cost effective, but really to have them be high value so that they might not necessarily be the most expensive ticket around, but people know that what they're going to get and what they're going to do, they're going to, they're going to have memories that they can take with them and they're not going to necessarily have had to have paid, you know, big bucks to do that either. Bigger is not always better, I think, is the bottom line, mm-hmm. because there can be some really good things coming out of a, a small thing, too. And anyone that I have seen put together events, and I haven't been to every one from, from our group, Minnesota Planner Addicts, it's, it, <laughs> it's like, what is that? Though she be small, she be fierce. You know, it's right. like, whoa, okay, now we're, okay, we're doing a letter with Cindy and now we're, okay, and now we're, there's more food and, and now there's more swag and now there's more event. And it's like, whoa, yes, mm-hmm. it's so fun. And you, I don't know, you make it well, special. Even I though. think that's the piece of it is just like making sure, you know, it's like not everybody's going to resonate with every single thing, you know, that you do. Everybody's going to, I shouldn't say everybody, but there's always going to be somebody who has a comment about maybe something that could have been different. And I think the hardest part about some of that is we just try to make sure there's enough variety so that everybody will get something out of it. We haven't tended to like necessarily put out our agendas because it gives us some flexibility to do some of those surprises. Um, When we are able to reach out and people are willing to, you know, like Cindy was willing to do um, kind of that, live chat session with us where she did some lettering you were on her podcast so if you want to hear more of joey's story go to the uncurated life podcast with cindy gunther baldo and i think you have two episodes over there so make sure to uh, jody burgers in over there i'm probably kind of chatty so you know 
Maybe not That's probably. <laughs> Maybe not probably. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I was going to say that's probably factual. So sorry to cut you off. So yeah, so like to surprise us with, oh, okay, Cindy from Llama Letters is actually going to be piped in to this online broadcast and we get to practice with our Kralum workers with her. That that was so neat. I know there was a lot of like fangirling going on. Like, what? That's so cool. And that in some ways speaks to her generosity to come and spend time with us. But it also speaks to your relationship with her and the connections that you have made and the pull and the draw that you yourself as a planner community, I would say pillar, how, how do you define yourself? Like what has been your impact on the planner community? You have such a good, you know, it's like sometimes you think like, I don't know, I, part of it's just embracing kind of the friendship and the community that it brings, because I think the, we all kind of long for something that we just feel very connected to our day-to-day lives. People just don't necessarily understand you know, a lot of times you do a lot of justifying or you um, minimize sometimes your impact. There's mm-hmm. just different ways that you can kind of make community with some, just some generosity. I think um, there's a, there's a spot for everybody and there's a spot for people to grow and to evolve too. I think part of it is just embracing the season that you're in and then embracing the season that other people are in and kind of encouraging them. Cause I think the fun part is, is that there's no right way to do this. There's a lot of different ways to do some of those pieces. And I think part of it is just that that generosity. Like when you get to know somebody, like I had done Jung for Jody for a long time. And part of just like kind of reaching out and embracing and trying to get people to feel like somebody really saw what was them or kind of something that that they that you know would be something they might not buy from themselves, but something that is so them that like they can't imagine not having it, if that makes any sense. Junk for Jody was basically of the era of like the like the original Happy Meal where you'd literally rack something when they no one you weren't expecting it wasn't like a giveaway it wasn't like you had to sign up to get it it was like you literally just eyes on the ground so to speak seeing people thinking of them buying or acquiring or curating some level of supply or note card to pen to whatever right and then mailing it to them first first started you know there's like the original rack like okay so what can you fit in an envelope for the cost of like a postage stamp um Mm -hmm. so the random act of kindness is kind of what the rack stands for um and so there were plenty of like groups my sister always called it the rickety rack cult attack um just because (laughs) like these like washing envelopes would be showing up at my parents house or you know what i mean like just rack on the front of it yeah yeah you know and it would just be kind of it would be like uh, washi samples or like just a few, you know, bits of stickers and things like that. And, you know, I think part of it became as like, then all of a sudden it became like these grand things that like you would be sending people. And so I think part of it was like, um, I would collect, like if I saw somebody make a comment about something like, oh, I have had my eye on that or something, kind of make a mental note of that. And then if I saw something or the timing was right, I might, you know, pick it up for them. I don't know, like there's some people where I could go to a store and I can like, I could find some, at every turn, I could find something that I could buy from them and be like, oh, this is so that person. And this is so this, you know, um, and I think part of it is like, I, you know, I've never actually read the book, but like with the love languages and stuff like that. Um, I just think like making other people feel like they're important when they are important in your life with a gift or with something that kind of at the right moment can make a kind of some of their stress dissipate, like it's not going to solve all their problems, right? Like a, 
like a planner or, you know, some curated piece of mail, you know, or gift or whatever, isn't necessarily going to take away like the stresses of life, but it might just in that moment kind of like make things a little bit better. I think that there's just, there's so much more room for kindness and just like minimizing of like just the bad that we all kind of have to deal with, I think in a, in a general sense. You have impacted the planner community for one by seeing people hearing people, making them feel noticed and by your generosity. And because those things, people are thirsty. <laughs> I mean, not to say that your friends were thirsty and they have no, no love from anybody before, but that really, I mean, my mom, I don't know, my grandma, my mom, or somebody used to say, or just was saying, you have to be a friend to make a friend. And sometimes that's true. You do have to show some love and sometimes you don't get the love back, but sometimes you do. And it's right. kind of like, worth that extension of yourself to be vulnerable enough to say, Hey, I noticed you and give without expecting to receive or mm -hmm. a one up. like, well, after all this I've given you and you still don't blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, it has to come from you and your desire to show love without an expectation too. I think back, I mean, yep. unless you're like in like a signed up, like, give like a exchange, a swap that you have to give back. Don't be the person who doesn't give back on a swap. Yeah. Um, don't be, don't be the person who doesn't follow through because, or goes to the dollar tree to go for a pen swap. Like, I think that's the thing is like, you know, like you try, you dabble, you do these different things. And sometimes it was like, sometimes you get the results and sometimes you don't a rat group, like you, you're signing up because you're expecting to get like mail or different things like that. But what it, that opened my eyes up is that sometimes just the littlest thing, like we go to the mailbox and we get bills or we get something that we paid for, you know, like a, you know, in terms of the consumerism type thing. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of times where we get something without the expectation of like a bill or something being attached to it. And I think sometimes there's just, no matter how big or small, there's something of value that comes down to it. Right. Where I'm totally resonating with what you're saying about, yes, if you haven't agreed upon, like no one wants to, like even like a secret Santa situation at work or like I have an event for my co-op coming soon. It's like a $5 favorite thing, you know, and then we all stand mm -hmm. around and end up with someone else's favorite thing. <laughs> but I mean, it's so all $5 is $5. But, you know, so there's kind of an agreed upon exchange like level-ish mm -hmm. thing. But if someone sent me like, a bent paperclip and are like, I thought of you, I'd be like, thank you. Like, <laughs> thank you. Because for me, it's the, I thought of you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cut the construction paper, but you thought of me and you like got it together enough to put it in the mailbox. Like, yes. I joke. You. I'm like the word, like I, okay. So if you want to talk about like crazy stuff, like I have a box that literally is from 2017 before the first go wild that I need to send to Leah. Embarrassingly, I don't even know all of what's in the box. Like I was telling her about this because we sat next to each other actually at the Plantoberfest. And I was like, I have a box from you for you. Um, I'm pretty sure that I had like packed it up and I was going to take it with, but then I wasn't able to like fit it in my suitcase and stuff. I have mm -hmm. one other one. And admittedly, like I just, I'm like, God, I feel like it's so long ago, but I also feel like there's something, there's something humorous and kind of like just to be celebrated about the fact that like, it's been taped up since whenever, 
Like sometimes I take on too much and I'm like, I'm going to do all of these things. Mm -hmm. And then I never send them out. Like, Uh, I'm not supposed to as a podcast or like a decent human being go with like, oh yeah, I can top that kind of story or mentality. (laughs) But now is the time. (laughs) Let's hear it. Let's hear it. (laughs) Oh, it's so embarrassing. Oh, but it's just like, oh, really self like sometimes celebrate the reality of it. So I have a box that's all folded up in uh, my garage that's been folded up in my former garage. So like a house ago. Okay. um, Full of maternity clothes that I borrowed. Okay. That I said I would give back. All right. My babies. My twins are nine. Nine. You know what, though? What is wrong with me? But I'm like, I haven't donated them. I haven't, like, they're probably, they're like a decade old. Like, they're probably, like, not the right style anymore. They might but be I coming can't back. Just, like, they might be coming like, back. Well, at this point, it's coming. <laughs> well, yeah. We're, I mean, the 90s, another are, five years. the 90s are coming back. So, I mean, like, oh. in full yes. force, it might be. It might be a viable option. But so I can't figure out why I can't just be like to this person, I am sorry. Would you even like them back? Can I just donate them? Like she is done having children. Like, I don't know. It's just one of those things, but it sits there like a stoner on my ankle. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I don't progress. So there it sits because I have room for it to sit. What's so, say? I don't if, know. It's, if it's not impeding you, like, to be able I'm to function tripping. in your house or, like, it's taking up space that, like, something that would be, like, deemed more of a necessity, you know, basic need kind of a thing. Um, but I also feel like we put some shame on that stuff. And that's the other thing I'm trying to kind of, like, get rid of is just to be, like, you know, you do the best you can with what you got. And sometimes I just feel like it's so easy to do self. I mean, self-talk is so important in terms of being positive and doing what we can. But I feel like we end up making some stuff so shameful that it's like, if we could just embrace the fact that we're not always going to have it put all all put together. We're not always going to hit the mark. Sometimes we're going to be too controlling. Sometimes we're going to have a bad attitude. Sometimes we're not going to meet deadlines that we've agreed upon and just kind of just say, like, you'll never guess what I just ran into. You know what I mean? Like to your friend that you had talked about giving um, the clothes back. But I feel like I've done that once. Like, I feel like when I moved, I was like, oh, look, I moved and I still have this. What what it's sharing with my audience is you shouldn't lend stuff to me. (laughs) Unless you are committed to being like, I'll pick that up for you. I don't know, growth area. Just put it in the growth area column you know, of your notebook. But you know what, though? You have to think about it, too. Like, maternity clothes, and I'm just going to say, like, I don't have children. So I just from looking at, like, my friends and stuff, too, right? Like, if she wanted it back, did she have any kids after you borrowed them? One. Yeah. Like, I guess she could have. She could have asked for yeah. it if she really yeah. needed it. Yeah, but maybe she also realized it was past her season of life, and she was kind of on, you know what I mean? Like, it. It wanted her was to something that yeah. helped you. And I don't know, maybe she had another, you know, maybe she had a friend who gave her clothes. Yeah, I, you know what I mean? Like there's so many variables that could be in that, that it's like, right. 
it is what it is. And I think if it's been that long and if you have, this is my opinion, you didn't ask my opinion, but I would say like, if, if you, if it's been that long and you feel like you've, you have like kind of joked about the situation, mm-hmm. I would maybe just make it a goal just to be like, you know what, I'm just gonna go through the tub. If there's anything that's like viables, you know, not viable that you, that would be more trash than it would be something that you could donate. Um, yeah, for all I know, most is set up residents in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so just do your due diligence, yeah. take that, and then just be like, you know what? Here, check mark. Like, here's a big, here's a big gold star. You are so empowering because at the last meetup or so, I was like, I'm so embarrassed. I think there, like you said, I when you said shame, there's something what light bulb went off with me because I was like, I think there's something more to that because I had missed at the planet. Do you remember we talking about my oil change? I was like, mm-hmm. my first oil change point, it's like a place you go. It's like a small auto shop, like place. It's not just like a, you know, 15 minute drop off thing. Mm-hmm. So I had to make an appointment. And the first one was legitimately like my daughter, like something happened to her toe. We thought it was broken, you know, the nails off, bloods everywhere that kind of thing. Okay. I had to take her into the doctor. We're getting x-rays. Fine. So then I rescheduled, forgot about that one completely, like just bailed on the appointment. And then like I knew, and my car is literally suffering this whole time. And I just was like, no, I just, every week, you know, you just push these things forward. Mm-hmm. Like I gotta get an allergen. I gotta get an allergen. I gotta get an allergen. It's like the mental space and time dedicated to this. It's like, I could have invented something else by now. Like, <laughs> like you didn't have to think about this oil change. And you just said, just do it. Just call. The worst thing they can say is you're not welcome here anymore. And now and, you know. And like, and I did that because they want, the, they want your money. They don't want, they're not afraid of them or something. I don't know. They're nice people. Mm-hmm. When the kids were little, I would take them with me before they could stay home alone. And they would like change CNN to like the Disney channel as they saw me coming in. And I was like, oh, thanks guys. Well, that's you know, so they're, I know, very sweet. So, and I did, and they didn't look at me sideways or like, well, it's about time you showed up or like, you know, anything. Mm-hmm. They just, it was just like normal. And I was like, okay, I made it through. And I felt so much peace. I felt like, so like a breath of like, okay, sometimes just facing things. Like, I think it's just that anxiety of the unknown of like, well, they say what so much of the baggage we carry isn't even ours, even isn't even our burden to carry. It's like, we're so worried about what, you know, X, Y, you know, this person or that person are going to think of us. And sometimes it's just like in those thoughts and in the, when we're creating that situation, we're just actually creating more shame that we have to overcome. And it just seems that eventually just becomes a mountain. Like I joked with you guys at the meetup, I'm like, well, clearly you can tell what I'm working on because I was like, <laughs> don't say you're sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's it's not about being sorry. It's just, it is what it is. Like, I don't know. I, I've just tried to, in some cases, it's not about being rude or like crass or like overbearing. It's just... Or completely unrepentant. Like there's sometimes you have yeah. to be sorry for something and you're not saying like, oh, I called you an idiot and now I'm not going to say I'm sorry. It's like, right. it's more of like, instead of downplaying yourself or making yourself be like, oh, I screwed it up again. Oh, sorry guys. Like that kind of thing. You're just like, you're appreciating and putting the positive spin back on your friends or guests or whatever as into a, a positive. Thank you yeah. for waiting for me. Yeah, I've heard that too. So just, I wanted to clarify in case they're like, Jody doesn't say she's sorry. Okay. <laughs> like, don't get on her side. <laughs> she will never forgive you. So. Well, but I, but I think part of it is too, is that 
there's a growing phase. I think that we all go through where it's like, we're so used to minimizing ourselves. I think this is, this is applicable in my opinion to men and women is that we're so used to like minimizing our actions or be, or that there's shame or there's like these negative things when we're just being real. Like I burn the candle at both ends. I don't always make it to places on time. That's, that is a fault. I work on it, but at the same time, like, it's just my reality, right? Like I, I try to go to bed. Sometimes I just can't, or sometimes I can't fall asleep or sometimes I just can't wake up. Like, it's just those pieces where it's like, accept people for kind of what they're going to give you because they're giving you a part of, of your life. Like, I wish we had like 48 hours in a day because I could get a lot more done. But I'm just, you know, trying to be intentional or find those places where it's like, you know, I can work through these things. Like maybe I'm behind on stuff. You know, thanks for patiently waiting for a response. But it makes it hard for the other person to be like mad because you acknowledge seeing the issue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's just like you just got to put yourself out there like, okay, yep, I've missed two. But sometimes it's not even worth bringing up that you've missed two because the person who's taking like your information for an appointment, they might have started working there a week ago and you've like created all this anxiety over this person this person has no idea who you are now yeah I don't know if they put notes in people's accounts or things like that like that's a whole other thing but you know what I mean like we make these grand stories where it's like can you imagine the other kind of stories or the other adventures we could be having if we just did what we needed to do like why are we putting off these other opportunities in my room, for example, it's I, so I was having like a two or three pass like review on things. So each time I looked at something I had, I wanted to make the pile smaller, if you will, like pouches and pencil cases. Now I have a lot of pens, so I probably have a good amount of pencil cases and pouches based off of that stash, but nobody in their lifetime needs as many pouches as I have. Right. So the piece of it is like, what are the ones that I love? Which ones would I be excited to like put into rotation or things like that? And like each time I had to kind of just be real. Are you ever going to use this? What are you going to use this for? When are you going to use this? Like, because sometimes you put so many conditions on when you can and can't do something or can and can't use something um, that it just becomes unbearable. And then the cute things at the bottom because you haven't ever pulled it out and all of the things that you don't want that you've continually swapped out are on top. You know what I mean? Like realistically, mm-hmm. um, you know what? It's okay to let things go. It's okay not to say yes to everything. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay if, you know, to accept those pieces. You know, I was going to be perfect. Yeah. And to acknowledge that, I don't know. I feel like there's a maturity lens that could be applied to that. You know what I mean? Like, I think we probably both have, Mm -hmm. but as far as it's okay, but it's not like a card to just act however carte blanche you want, like, just like, oh, sorry, I forgot about you. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like, um, oh, we had plans and now I made plans with someone else. It's okay. Like, no, that's not okay. that hurt you know I'm saying so like a maturity of like accepting our flaws and forgiving ourselves to in a way that provides a growth to toward your goals or maturity or kindness to others versus uh it's okay sorry not sorry um 
I'm just that way. Like there's a difference of being like rude, a jerk, and then like just accepting of your flaws because we're not always going to hit the mark. Sometimes I kind of wish that like I could say no to things, right? Like, so sometimes like I create these things where it's like my own hero complex of like, I have to do these things because it's expected of me. And if I don't do them, somebody else isn't going to do it. You know, like I think it's like, nobody's going to die. I mean, honestly, that's like my biggest like yeah milestone. Did somebody die? Nobody died. Nobody died. We have, yeah, we have an inside joke in our family. And I, well, I would not necessarily recommend the movie, but the movie, the original Hangover movie. Mm-hmm. I'm old enough to remember that. Um, it's not like super old, but anyways, there's this scene where there's a, a, an individual and he's like a crazy driver, likely not sober. And they are just on this like chase or whatever. So anyways, they all get out and they're just stunned and whatever. And they're like, what, you know, what about this driving? And he looks with his little squinched face and he's like, but did you die? <laughs> so use that all the time. Like my kids will be like, she is the last of the milk. Like, but did you die? Exactly. <laughs> they're like, oh. <laughs> you, you will live another day. I try to just find inspiration in quotes and to kind of work through I don't necessarily publicly do all of it through books that are out there or, you know, inspirational um, coaches and mentors who post stuff like on Instagram or have Facebook or have newsletters and blogs. Because I think self-development is never wasted. Any time or any money spent on personal development is money well spent and time well spent. Like it's probably your biggest return on investment. Yeah. I'm that you literally feel the investment. When you mentioned that you were doing a second and third pass on the objects in your room, can you talk more about that process in your new home? Are you making lists of things? Are you like touching things? Like what what's your style as far as setting up your new home? Well, so I think in general, like I'm a piler. I don't know how else to like word it. I have like projects in a bag or I have like a pile of papers I need to go through, right? So it's kind of the thing is is like you want to be able to take action on things. I have kind of like an inbox, if you will. So favorite daughter, Emily, or like... Life's organized chaos. Uh, one, I think one of the two had talked about paperwork. I think it was Emily, I want to say. And I was just like, I don't really have a good spot for it right now in my room. But I had, in my old apartment, I had things that came in and it was like, kind of like a one touch, ideally, right? Like, so you, if you open your mail, you look at it and you make a decision do I need to read this later? Do I need to file it? Do I need to pay it or do something with it or follow up like RSVP? Do I need it for reference? And then you kind of just have those stacks where it's like you can take it, you can just know you have to do something. You know, it. you don't have to relook at it to figure out what that action is. But like, it, you know, for example, like your oil change, if you need to make your oil change and you get your little like reminder card in the mail, you just stick it in the kind of the action folder of, you know, to follow up or to do kind of uh, depending on what your language is on those things. Um, But when it came to like organizing stuff, it was like, I had like amassed a ridiculous amount of things. And I was like, I don't even know what weighs up right now with some of these. Like I have more pens that somebody could use in their lifetime, more notebooks than could be written in, more stickers than could be stuck. Uh, more washy that could be unrolled. And it was just like, why? So I had to kind of like ask myself that question. Um, And so when I was looking at stuff, I was like, if I had like a sample of this washi, would that be enough? 
do I need the full roll? Why do I need the full roll? Or, you know, like, why did I try to accumulate this? Where did you come up with those questions? Because I I sense you doing that. Like, will I use this? Why will I need this? Like, is that just common sense that you're applying? Or are you following like a mode, like a system? Any one of those systems, like individually, I think it's just a collection of like, there's so many different ways to like organize stuff. I can't, like the KonMari, like does it spark joy kind of a thing? It seems really harsh to me <laughs> in some of those pieces because I didn't buy, you know, a lot of times it's like, well, I bought it because it made me happy, right? But then at some point, the accumulation and like the overwhelm that all the stuff may bring to you would actually be a deterrent. And because if you can't actually get to the stuff to do things, there's people who have said like, I haven't touched my planner in a month because I just have been overwhelmed and I don't know where to start. So sometimes it's just like getting back to basics and using like pen um, or things like that. Or again, it's like having a handful of different, you know, pen cases. So if you're traveling or you're setting up a different bag, you have enough different things, but it's like not getting rid of everything so that you immediately have to go and replace it. Um, Again, I kind of think it's just a matter of like reading all kinds of different philosophies on organization Mm -hmm or different ideas of how you can go about like really finding like Emily Lay has the, you know, the necessary, the favorite, the best kind of a a philosophy when you're looking at some of those, um, you know, things and not everything falls into a category like that, because I kind of think like, if I, you know, if I really think about it, like planners and stickers and washi and pens are probably fall on the, the bonus side of life, you know, I don't need yeah. those to survive. Like if I had a pen and a paper, I could, pro- you know, I mean, I could get through a lot of those things. And I think it just came down to like being realistic. My grandpa always had a phrase where it was like, want what you have, that way you'll always have what you want. And it kind of just goes back to that spending piece where it's like, you could spend all of your low money, depending on which you do Dave Ramsey stuff or like, mm-hmm. you know, your, your free spending money. But then you're just accumulating stuff. Like, is it just the act of buying it that makes you happy? Or is it the thing that makes you happy? That is a good question. Because I, you can't cast a judgment on someone or be like, oh, I think you have a spending problem. Or like, I feel like you're getting your whatever from the money you spend. And I I don't know. I guess it's like when no one asks your opinion, then you don't really have a place to put it. And you start a podcast. (laughs) And then you start telling people your opinion anyway. Well, I think part of it's like, even the... um, you know, bandwagoning and the consumerism stuff that's just out there in general in like the planner community. Like there's some awesome products out there, but the reality is, is there are some things that are going to be limited edition that not everybody's going to get. Now, if everybody had it, would you want it all that much? And everybody can get one of those, and I'm going to say ugly, but you know, those like very standard yellow notepads or even the mini ones, right? Like Most people can get their hands on those, but that's not what people want. People want the custom post-it notes that are like these unique designs that there's only three or 500 of them in the world, right? So they get five because they can't, you know, they can't not have a backup to the backup to the backup to the backup. Again, I'm not not being judgmental because I certainly, I have that tendency too, so don't get me wrong. That's what I wanted to know your opinion, because do you feel like you fall into that? Do you get a sense of like, elation like how does one end up with that much stuff is it because you just really enjoy collecting is it you want to support those shops you just it really makes you happy like or a little of everything tell me what goes on what's Um, happening I have gotten I think more to a place where I don't 
the status quo to me is like, I like seeing what's, what people are using and stuff like that, but using up my stuff or getting something because I'm going to use it or do something with it that's functional. Like it's not, I'm not getting it for Instagram. So I think like people, like I always tend to shy away when people get judgmental about people and like their planner piece and like how many planners somebody buys, because it took me a long time to figure out what the right planner was for me. Like if I think back and I look at my pictures uh, in the first year of having a planner, I had like this little one from Japan that had, it was like four days on a, you know, it had like the week overview and then it had three or four days on a, on two pages. It wasn't big. And then I had a day designer and then I had an Emily Lay simplified planner and then I had an Erin Condren. And, you know, truthfully, I had to try out a lot of different styles to figure out what I liked. And I would say even now, like my planner system, like I have a personal rings. Um, and so for 2019, I actually intend to use uh, more dailies in my personal planner and kind of list making, if you will, um, with some of the different pieces. And then I I have a B6 uh, TN that I actually do a lot of my pre-planning in. And then I have a memory keeper. I have an Erin Condren. So like, I kind of, I kind of think that I'm, I'm more embracing more planners. Like some people are like, I'm in one planner and that's all. And I don't think that's the wrong answer, but I also think that you kind of have to look at what's going to make the most sense. Sometimes it's a Franken planner, you know, like Mm -hmm. um, the happy planner, right? Like you can mix and match and insert and take things out. You can punch things and put, you know what I mean? Like you have flexibility, just like you would do like with a ring planner, you know, in a different size. If you could go back to like 2013, 14, I guess what I would consider that before the onset of the planner craze, I'm not saying it wasn't there. I'm just saying the onset of the global situation. (laughs) Yeah. What would you tell yourself, if anything, and why? Even back then, I don't think I had a true understanding of kind of what the planner community was going, like what richness it was going to add to my life. Like, not only was it going to help me get organized and, you know, feel like I could tackle more than I could tackle. I just didn't, I don't think I had any idea what kind of a friend, what kind of friendships and what kind of like lifelong impacts this community was going to pay forward. And I hope if I can even pay a fraction of that forward in our local community or even like in large, in the larger sense, um, going to different events, um, it probably like I probably wouldn't feel like I paid my debt to all that I have gotten from the community. What have you gotten from the planner community? Lifelong friends, a, a different perspective on there's not a right or wrong way to do it. You know, I guess the true definition of friendship and really kind of being able to accept that there's not one style and there's not one type of person. Um, there's kind of, there's room for everybody. Again, if I could pay forward some of the the love that I've received to other people, whether it's inspiration in one idea or different things like that, then I could be fulfilled. Um, I think, you know, that that would be kind of a good end to a day. But I just think it's, I just think that. You may never know. Right. I was going to say, like, I think it's really hard to put into words because it's like so much more just, I think in some cases, like a piece of contentment. But I also think it's like that self-satisfaction of like, being able to accept myself and I think self-love and like the acceptance and like the the progress of 
just embracing whatever mess it is today or you know what I mean or whatever completely amazing and organized bit that it is like did you have a planner community quote unquote of a different type of hobby before and then now it's all shifted to here like I know some people or like even Cindy uh, Gunter Baldo I think is the one who was like I was way into Buffy Vampire Slayer forums online and we all had the da 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 where they felt that those connections and that fan base and da 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 like, did you have anything before this or is this yeah. like a new well, part of your life? nursing school. And so like in nursing school, like you go through kind of, it's not hell, but it kind of is hell <laughs> with like, you know, like, and rightfully so, right? Like you're learning how to save people's lives or, you know, to be what you need to be in terms of your, what your role is going to be based once you finish school. So there's a huge sense of community in that particular world. Like I had a study group that I loved, you know, I still love those girls. I don't get to see them every day, but I saw them every day. So I think in some cases there was a little bit of that where it was like, okay, I got to keep my life together. Like I got to figure out what I want to do. Like, mm-hmm. how am I going to manage this? And then when I ended up working two jobs um, where I was working like for 10 hour days, and then I'd go into like working three 12 hour overnight shifts, I had to have an certain number of things like coordinated and on point because that kind of a schedule just doesn't run itself without running you down if you don't have a plan I didn't always execute it perfectly you know so there's there's nothing there to say it was perfect but I think it was a creative outlet um art wise you know it's like I loved a couple different spreads like I when we had the planner games I did the olympic rings in a very like passive way with how the colors were and Mm -hmm. I think it was just like a way to stretch myself so because it was just something to push myself like just to be a little bit more creative it's the summer event Minnesota planner olympics and you can hear how I met Kristen Ann plans in her episode if you want to check that out listeners and I even posted some pictures of that event on my instagram around the time Kristen was on I did one like a summer one that had sun like I used different shapes of stickers to make sun you know, like a sun mm-hmm. with, with beams. There was like a music challenge one. I'm trying to think. I think so in PGW, Karen would do some like decorative, like here's the theme of the week. And like, there was like a music one that I did with like colored washi, you know, like the like equalizers. I think that's what they're, they would be called. I'm not a music person, but. Equalizers. Um, oh, equalizers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, like where it has yep. kind of like the. Little sound. Type yeah. Thing. And so I did yeah. like a washi thing with that like I get it's just kind of like to push the envelope a little bit did you ever consider doing anything professionally uh no I mean obviously it's like your candle is like you'd need a whole new candle to start burning they're already burning (laughs) them you know okay that was yeah that was just one thing like there's a lot of things that intrigue me like uh YouTube or some of those pieces but I just I don't have the time and so like for me, the business sense, like I love learning about that stuff and I, the curiosity to kind of see what the trends are and stuff like that. So it's not to say that I don't explore some of those things, but I don't really have a desire to, I guess, never say never. But at this point, like I have amazing friends who are doing awesome things and I love supporting them. And, you know, like, to be honest, like I didn't even really buy anything on black friday i bought a wallet Uh what else did i buy 
I, like, um, I didn't, I mean, I didn't go gangbusters at all on Black Friday. I had bought, um, in August, I had bought uh, an advent calendar, you know, planner supplies. Um, so I have that. Like, so I kind of have stuff where, and then Kristen was very generous and sent me a pre release of the celebration collection. Uh, which was super generous and like blew me away. It's so gorgeous. So, you know, I was like, but I also have had some of this work stuff that's just kind of been lingering. So it was kind of like, I saw all these sales. I filled my cart up with a lot of things. And a lot of times I just missed the sale. And I'm like, do I love, like, do, do I need it? <laughs> I love you enough for full price. Yeah. Well, it's, sometimes it's like, I will play, if I love it enough, I will pay full price. Like it doesn't even need to be a sale. But sometimes mm-hmm. it's just like, like I, oh, I bought, um, Annie plans printables. I bought, since everything was 50% off, I bought like a crazy amount of inserts for both my B6 and my rings because I figured now's the time to buy it. And then I could print stuff out. Um, so I bought a wallet. I bought those inserts and that I think is about it. What's the planner supply advent calendar that you bought oh, in August? It, does it, it come from a place or are you making one for yourself? No, it, it did come. I don't know where the card is. Do you follow have, Mari? Yes. She's doing something like that. That's all hung up on a string. Yeah, I, I have. I remember the I brand see, of that. I don't know where the shop it was from. I want to. Um, the shop has been actually pretty quiet on Instagram. And I had just, I found out about them because uh, my friend Shannon is, the one from Canada. Yeah, she actually was a participant in this one. And I was like, well, duh, I need to get this. Um, okay, mm-hmm. so it is Emily Shepard, uh, Hello Simple Paper. So the 2018 Ultimate Planner Advent Calendar uh, that was hosted by Hello Simple Paper. It had Fox and Pip, Studio Signette, uh, Scribble Prints, Two Little Bees, The Print, Pink Room Co., uh, Nicole Alexa Design, Grumpy Bear Sticker Co., uh, A Little TLC Design, Sadie Stickers, uh, The Crafty Banana, Once More with Love, The Planner Sophisticate, uh, Couture Pens, Virgo and Paper, and Sparkly Paper Co. I don't think I missed anybody on that one. But um, it's, a, it's amazing. Like, it comes... She had a string. So this is the second year, I believe, that they did it. Uh, it had a string, and so there's um, 12 packets. The reason I had heard about it was because uh, Shannon was participating in it, and I was I love her stuff. Um, couture pens. She's couture pens, yeah. Um, and so I was like, well, hey, this is a good way to get introduced to some different um, shops. And then also, it wasn't going to necessarily be Christmas-themed, um, so it's they kind of said the hint it was be pink and frosty. So I was like, okay, that could go a little bit outside my comfort zone, or maybe it is exactly my comfort zone. You know what I mean? So I'm excited to see. I haven't opened any of them up. I know when a couple girls had said this, like last time that they ended up um, just opening them all up right away. <laughs> uh, Merry they... Christmas. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it, it looks gorgeous. Uh, I'm excited. It's the first one that I've done. I saw it last year. I had seen people have the advent calendars. And then it was seemed like as soon as I ordered this one, it was like, 
it felt like gangbusters of all kinds of different people had calendars out there. And I was like, oh, did I get the right one? And then I felt very confident that I was like, you know what? I, I got the right one. Like I didn't, sometimes if you think too much about it or you're going to miss out, you know, like if you do too much research at some point, like I said, I filled my card up and I didn't buy anything. So I spend all this time and maybe that's the fulfillment of it is just like the act of shopping. But I don't know, I'm excited. It starts like, goes. does it go like the 13th through the 25th? Or like you just whenever you want, if it's just 12. Because I think the one Maddie has is like the, the actual countdown. Because the one she opened the other day was like day 24 or whatever. Like it counted down, not up. Yeah. So this, well, I guess I, I think you open at 12 down to one, but I guess I don't know that either. Yeah. It depends if it's like a countdown, like there's 24 days left, there's 23 days left. Or if you're like, literally like it's the first, open the first one, it's the second, open the second. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So some people who are doing like a couple of them in tandem, some people are doing, oh, that could be. you know, some people are going to do it where it starts, where it's like the last one opened is the, there's a day of, I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued, but there's a whole bunch of people who have like more than one. And I'm like, this is fascinating. Did you grow up doing any kind of opening daily countdown or an advent at all? Uh, we didn't. Um, and so like last year I found about after Christmas, I found a box of like Disney socks that were like a, intended to be an advent calendar. So it was like 12 days of Disney socks, which I actually have uh, Simba on right now. And I, it was kind of just a fun, like it, it was something to look forward to each day. So again, these are things that I might not buy. Um, not that that means that they're any better or worse, but I think sometimes there's so much stuff in the market and sometimes there's so limited quantity that this is a good opportunity to get to, to try stuff. Like Simba socks or like the planner ones? Just the planner ones or even like there's okay. Harry Potter ones. There's, I don't know. I just think it's something to create like a little bit of a yeah. ritual for yourself to to open up and kind of, it's a surprise because there's very few things in life that you genuinely can say are out of your control for a surprise. Yeah. 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 Cause you're the, what you're the director of your own ship. I mean, you're like, if you order something, you know what it is. And mm-hmm. if you, you know what, I guess unless it's like an unwelcome, like a work emergency. That's not the kind of surprises we like as adults. (laughs) Exactly. You know, and some people just, I'm not even saying it in a bad way. I'm not saying that it's like, that they don't have control. For some people, opening 12 things in one day is exactly what they needed. Sometimes it's spreading all the love. You know, maybe it's every other day because it's 24 day. You know, you have 12 packages over 24. I mean, there's not a right or wrong way to do it. Right. Kind of like Vlogmas, right? Like you can do whatever makes sense for where you are. Yes. Vlogmas. Yeah. So two people doing, speaking of, this is why I know that she has an advent calendar. Um, Mari is doing her Instagram, Mari Mas. <laughs> yeah. And you know, cause and then Shay Budgets, who I also follow, she's like, I'm on YouTube enough. Like this is where it's gonna be. I like it doing here. You know, just little stories. I have discovered Cut Story, the app where you can just 
do a video in your normal video camera, mm-hmm. like not your video, like a camcorder, like your phone. Mm-hmm. And then you, okay, maybe I'm just like the last person to this party, but, and then you just use, put it in cut story and it just divides it up into whatever format you want. So you can choose Instagram 15 seconds. You can choose Instagram 10 minutes, which is like um, IGTV. You can mm-hmm. choose, I feel like whatever else is like limited, uh, you know, run, I think like Facebook lives are like an hour or something. I don't know, something like that. I've done it a couple of times and it seems like a better use of my time. Like I don't, I know it sounds so little of a thing to do to like take a 15 second video and then post it and then do another second to 15 you know, a second 15 second video Mm -hmm. and then post it again. Just that little post in between. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is taking forever. And then it interrupts your your thoughts and your ideas and your flow. I totally ever. Yeah. It just was like, oh, I can never do more. If I have to do that, I think the most I've ever done is probably six. I was like, oh, I can't. I'm just some people are like 15. I was like, wow, they have it really down. But um, have you ever, (laughs) there's some people that, um, then this person's not even in the planner community, but if you just like click through, like I don't clear my stories. I can't like, I, I follow too many hundreds of people that are prolific story makers. Mm-hmm. So I have to, you know, like I know some people are like zero inbox, like there are zero stories inbox. I'm like, what? I cannot, I cannot do that. If you skip through somebody quickly like you're like pass 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 not their whole thing but just like each video it often says like so so like I was saying mm-hmm. uh, like I said oh this is what I meant to say like because they're just like so like they're trying to continue off where they left off so it's just like so so okay like I said what I meant like I said so so <laughs> like oh my gosh well, I always, I always giggle because it's like, how many people are like, well, I got cut off on that last one and they just spend whatever, five, 10, half the time, seconds. Like, like, we know I'm you like, got cut off. You're going to get cut off again. But apparently <laughs> Instagram was supposed to be doing like a continuous story thing. Oh, I don't Well, know. do you think that's how they responded? Just go over to IGTV and then you have 10 minutes. Do you yeah. listen? Do you watch IGTV? Has that become an influence in your life in the planner community? I feel like there it's there on my periphery, but I have not been like a. It's a must stop place for me to look or search. How about you? Uh, I did a flip through of the celebrations collection, like a reverse flip through. Uh, again, I don't have a YouTube channel. I don't have that stuff. Um, and I put it up on IGTV. I just think right now that it's kind of buried. Like I think that it is nice that there is a format that you can go, but you can't, if a live is more than 10 minutes, you can't put it in IGTV. If, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when your stories are broken up, you can't put that in IGTV. So I don't know. It's stuck between a rock and a hard place. I feel like it's a, it's an in puberty social media, not for people in puberty, but like a, you don't, really know what you are kind of awkward tell like I think it's just like with stickers and this might sound so silly but like there's some people who just can't think outside the box like they're going to use an event sticker as an event sticker they're not going to use it to like be an anchor for like a deco or whatever um you know what I mean 
Well, yeah, there's like, and literally even down to the point of like, it will lay on the line. Like not even just what is on the sticker versus where the sticker is. Like this will not move from this line. Like if somebody saw it like horizontally versus vertically, they can't, they can't see it any other way. Yes. Lately, we've gotten a little bit away, at least we, I think we're making progress away from people feeling a little bit more comfortable in their own skin with their own style, where it's not so cookie cutter with like the same look and feel. Um, I think that's the one reason that I've shied away from kits lately is because, you know, X number of kits get sold or are out there. At the end of the day, I don't want my planner to look the same as everybody else. You know what I mean? Like it's my planner for my for a reason. Like I've kind of hedged back more to like the monochromatic. Not that I've ever a lot of people don't even see my <laughs> spreads lately because I feel like it's just been so chaotic. I've kind of taken a step back to using what I have and then also just trying to like maybe a little bit of flair of like deco or types of things like that. And then but also I want to use stuff up. So I mean I, if somebody looked at some spreads, they'd probably be like, liar, liar, pants on fire. Yeah. Like, how are you holding that? I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of ways you can use the same thing, but sometimes it's like, there's something nice about having a little uniqueness or a little corner of, of the space. That's just your idea or kind of your implementation of stuff. But don't you think the same could be true of like a happy planner, sticker book collector? Like they start to like, like even just not even just like a kit, like I'm not just saying like the kits will do that, but even those kind of books like, okay, well now all the letter, they might not do the same thing that week or that month, but it's like, okay, well they all have kind of those colored tones or the, okay, they all kind of have that script font of that mm-hmm. thing. Uh, yes. The first year that I had the celebrate, had received the celebrations collection from Kristen, I bought mostly every celebration like coordinating kit uh with the celebrations collection and then this last year because of the size of my planner because I wasn't using an Erin Condren I ended up being able to augment most of the kits you know either buying like the one main sheet or just even using some of the monochromatic sheets that I had in my kit I can tell you though I was so excited to buy like lawnmower stickers and trash and garbage stickers. Like I can't even tell you. Because you had been in an apartment previously. So now you get to do all those fun adult things. Yes. Yes. And then the thing is, is that our, (laughs) so I bought like these trash and recycling because you know, everybody's trash and recycling are, you know, it's every other week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In Maplewood, trash and recycling are every week so I, so it's like well that's kind of redundant but you know whatever well you'll really know it's on wednesday night or whatever exactly whatever oh and you'd be surprised how many times you forget it's like thursday morning wakes whoa we haven't been here yet run oh, it down yeah ours comes so dang early it's like yeah we we have to we have to do ours the night before because the recycling is usually gone before like seven, I think. Oh, you must be like first on the rope. I, I have no idea, but it's real early. We don't pull the bins back until, until after, even if it's gone in the morning. But I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's real early. Yeah, see, so if you have, now if you get too many of those trash and recycling stickers, you can just be like, pull bins out. 
pull bins back. You could mark both. Yeah, sir. Sir, be really amount. And I think that's the thing where it's like having more things that there's like more overview type planner, having things that are more functional, like um, to-do list or like heads down, get things done kind of planner. There's something nice about being able to like just quickly see stuff. There's something super nice about sometimes just pen only spreads as well. Uh, for a long time when all my stuff was packed up, I was post like post-it note and listing. So I have like all these notebooks and pages of things that I have of all the things I did like over the summer when we were house hunting or after um, our inspection and stuff on the house. Like I'm like, oh, I got to do something with these. What do you have to do with that? Well, because I have, I bought like, um, like with everything being just packed up, like I didn't get everything unpacked right away, even when I moved in. So there's some stuff where I have post-it notes on everything because I know where the stickers would go. I just literally didn't have the supplies in front of me to do it. So do you want to um, quote unquote back plan? I haven't figured that out. I haven't. Or you could just celebrate. That's what it was and add a few stickers to that ratchet notebook. Yep. I keep the notebook, you know, cause it's all mm-hmm. there. I mean, unless you really want to dive deep. Oh no. I've, I've section, but whatever. I've done bad yeah. before. Yeah, no, I've gone back and forth on that. Cause it's, well, it's kind of a big deal, a house. I mean, it's like you could take your top five highlights from the whole summer and put those into some sort of memory situation. Well, and I did get the large, like, Erin Condor Monthly Deluxe calendar, and I'm calling it the Jody Cycle because it goes August to July. So I plan on getting the calendar every August. Mm-hmm. And so it works out. My birthday's in August. We bought our house in August or, you know, like we, let's just say we closed on the house in August. So it's like, it kind of works out for that piece. And so maybe I just convert some of those weekly pieces into the monthly memory keeping world. I don't know. Yeah, Again, boy, and- grand ideas, start a lot of stuff, maybe not finish them all. I will finish those turkey postcards though. The moving <gasps> oh, postcards. Yeah. Those were so cute. They're like watercolor, yep. hand drawn. You are, you are very artistic. I'm not, yeah, so not, I would not say artistic. I that was like a whim. Like I was like, I'm going to go on a limb on this one because I couldn't find anything I like. But probably finding something I didn't love might have been a little easier than <laughs> trying to put as much love into doing them handmade. They might have actually gotten sent at that point. I don't know. I figured maybe I could just put a little. Uh, Rad and happy, like in the rad and happy mail this month, we got this uh, washi that says like Mary in this very nice hand lettering that uh, Tara does. Um, like maybe I could just slap a little piece of that on there and have it be like, we moved and Mary, happy holidays. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. I think some people just when they move that year, that is their Christmas card. I've seen that we we're decking new halls. Oh, that's cute. That's a cute little saying. Do it. Do you celebrate Christmas? Or are you more of like a just wintery <laughs> kind of vibe? Yeah. Do? Uh, well, okay. So we probably gonna be a little more not non traditional in this one. Like we've actually talked about just like getting a nice like paper printout of like a tree and taping it on the wall. I never really decorated much. Like I have like a glass tree, and I would put up stockings, and that would, and then I had like these Christmas bulbs. Like they look like big Christmas lights. 
that were actually ornaments that I would just like lay out on my bookcase. I never, well, personally, because we always would celebrate like at my mom's um, or before my grandpa had passed away, it would be, we would be up in Brainerd for Christmas. And for me, it was kind of like, well, who am I going to put presents under the tree for? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I didn't, and then that other year, I was like, I don't really know how Churchill's going to do with a tree. Actually, he did amazing. He just liked to sleep under the tree. Uh, when we went to my mom and dad's, like, I was like terrified. I was like, oh my God, he's going to be the cat who like takes the tree down or something. Mm-hmm. Nope, he was not the cat that took the tree down. He just was a curious little guy. It's actually one of my favorite pictures, I think, of him. So I think right now we're kind of taking a chill approach on a lot of like seasonal type decorations. Mm-hmm. Because it is, you know, it's a negotiation because it's shared space between both my sister and I. So it's like, it's not just my space anymore. You often use on Instagram the hashtag PB&J house, which was like, that's cute and homey. That's so funny. And then I was finally realizing your sister can be known as PB and you're J for Jody. And I was like, oh, even more clever. One thing I did is I, so I used to have Operation Q Department and that was kind of my like collection of things that were everything apartment related and maybe not everything, but a lot of things apartment related. And so I told my sister, I'm like, I've been looking up uh, hashtags and there's certain ones that are already taken. Like I, I think it's, if you're going to use something long-term, like obviously we hope not to be you know, moving out of here. So it was kind of like, well, let's have something that like is something we can carry on. And so uh, when I looked up PB and J home, because she goes by her, she would go by PB and I like would go by Jody, obviously, or like, I would be like J and B, but it's kind of a weird, like, how do you mix the other two together? So kind of just worked out as like the PB and J home. And then Jeanette sent the super cute, um, super thoughtful like housewarming gift that has like our coordinates on it and she put the hashtag on it so that's like up right outside of our kitchen because like our kitchen's kind of like the center of upstairs so like I actually have like a good chunk of the lower level and my sister has like two bedrooms uh in the back of the upper level and it's kind of nice because there's like space but you still have the common shared space with like the living room and the dining room so there's Mm -hmm. at least the creativity and the freedom to be able to decorate some space on our own without asking for permission. And then there's the other pieces where it's just, you know, we just got to kind of work through what is the style going to look like? What do we love? Yeah. We hate this. So is it like, do you find yourself like passive aggressively tapping? So are we married to this idea over here? I always think like people are really in it when they say we, and you're like, you're talking about me. Like even servers who are like, how are we doing today? And I'm like, I'm fine. How are you? Like, <laughs> we are not a we, I don't know you. That's, anyways, yeah, obviously no. you know your sister, but how are we doing? Well, we have, we have, di- we have different styles. I think part of it is just being open to just like, you know, some things that some things that the other person loves, the other person might not love, but if it's important to them, like we want to make sure some of those things are out. So we've talked about doing like a gallery wall upstairs that has kind of like a collection of like each of our things, you know, to kind of meld them together. But Mm -hmm. those kind of things take time. And like right now we don't have furniture like in like, if you will, like the formal living room space, like um, 
where our TV is and stuff like right off of the dining room and kind of off the main entrance. Like we have the sectional that I had at my house that actually before I bought it for my sister was hers. (laughs) So, I mean, we, we definitely have cozy spaces, like, but there's definitely room to grow in a lot of those things. But I think there's some, this is my opinion, but like, even when I moved into my apartment, I left some space to grow into it because once you start functioning in a space, how you thought you would use something might not be exactly how you were going to use it. Yes. And even seasonally or how the light comes in at a certain time of day, like you could think this will be a great spot to have my coffee. And then you're like, oh, but the sun is over there two feet. Or you know what I mean? Like little things like that, those nuances that you really have to live and let the house breathe on you for a while to, to read it the right way. We have some weird configurations of cabinets. I'm just going to say that. Like, and when you don't pick the cat, when you don't pick how stuff, stuff's layout, you kind of just have to work with it. You kind of have to evolve and mean like, hey, this just isn't working. Like one night I came home after getting groceries and I was like, I'm rearranging the pantry because this is driving me nuts. Like we have all the snack stuff like right here in the middle where we like should have food, like meals. Or we have stuff on the top shelf and I can't even see what it is on the top shelf. Oh, right. Prioritized kind of. I'm yeah. like, why would this trying to find the fault and having the snack stuff right in the center of everything? It was like then yeah. all like the soups and the crackers and the rice and the sauce and the... Oh, so then if you're cooking dinner, you're pulling all this other stuff out just to get to like the main. I believe it's all Ikea kitchen stuff. So like the pantry like pulls out and the shelves pull out. But it's like what's at your eye level or what's like even at like kind of your reach level doesn't always make sense. And so you again, you know, we both had apartments. So we kind of both came with like full sets of dishes and pots and pans and utensils and all that stuff so it's like some of that stuff's expensive so you don't really want to get rid of it but sometimes it doesn't make sense to keep all the things yeah you could play rock paper scissors whose can opener are we going to keep i think we kept two out of three i'm not gonna lie (laughs) because i was like well it seems silly to get rid of them if we purchase them um i guess you could have a backup a spare who are my brave cutters no shame in our pizza like, game because uh, yeah you know you're speaking my language now I did you love. did you do the lots of matzo like black friday sale at cub yes yes we, we totally like did what that's like you're paying me to take this pretty much yeah, um we went on the limb we had the buffalo chicken pizza mm. in it it was real good. Oh, I love buffalo. I went to this hole-in-the-wall bar burger place that's uh-huh. in the middle of a town that has a population 125. Set on the sign, 125. I was a group with a group of people of 20, and I was like, well, we just increased this town by quite a bit percentage-wise. <laughs> um, anyway, it's called King's. Have you heard of it? It's kind of like on the way out to Welch Village, the skiing area. Seriously, a town you roll through and you're there's the tractor store, there's the church, there's the bar, there's the end of the town. I guess I they're really well made, like a hundred different types of burgers. It's in this little town called Meesville, Minnesota. Their menu is huge and you could have muffaletta on it or you could have buffalo or you could have, you know, the peanut butter and jelly like stuff. Mm-hmm. So I tried buffalo. I should have asked for more sauce, I think. I like, I like to feel my buffalo sauce. You want to feel sauce. the heat? 
Yeah. Like I want to be like, oh, that's good. So my, <laughs> my sister had ranch dressing with hers and I had some like leftover blue cheese packet with mine. I really liked it. Um, she said she probably would do blue cheese with it because like there's blue, actually like blue cheese crumbles on the pizza. Oh, it sounds so good. I should have gotten it. Um, we we got a taco pizza. Um, that was one of the options. We were real sad because we couldn't find the um pizza fry or Italian fries. What's that? Uh, they have it's like a it's like buttery. It's like it, it's lots of matzo, but it has like the butter. It has like the garlic butter. You have to you literally have to cook it on like a cookie sheet or a pizza pan, or you will end up with butter all over the bottom of your oven. Hmm but they're so good because you like you could dip it in like pizza sauce like dunkers i don't i mean everybody's got kind of a different name for them but i but they're called pizza fries oh sure i have not heard of that they're good lots of pizza has those but i was like for four dollars you can't go wrong we because they had it what friday saturday sunday so we ended up we got a lot of pizzas and yeah, I I was boring. I got more like canned goods. I'm like, this is a good time to get canned green beans. Like after Thanksgiving, and we don't even eat canned green beans. Like I feel like they're just swamp food. But I was like, it feels like the right thing to do. They're 49 cents, and I can have an emergency stash of food in the basement of canned green beans. Everybody gets a can, but remember, we yeah. have extra can openers, so you have to <laughs> take turns. No, well, like for us, it was just like we both had busy weeks last week, and it was like I think that's where our stride has to come in a little bit with like meal planning and some of that stuff. Um, I ended up just like kind of like I try to go usually like the weekend after I get paid and then I try to buy like two weeks worth of meals just to kind of plan it out because if I know I have options and I don't have to like think about it then I'm I don't say like I'm checkmark done but I'm less likely to go grab something like to go or something like that that doesn't mean I'm always going to come home and eat the food but it takes out the question marks on some of it because it's just easier sometimes just to have somebody make it for you well, I, I agree. There's a high V grocery store not too far from me. And I like their deli. Oh, it's not a deli. They have like walk up where you can just be like, make me a taco. Oh, nice. Well, I mean, you don't say make me a taco. I, I would like to purchase a taco, please. Yes, I would like to purchase. Thank you. I'm like, I, wait, what do you say to people? You don't just walk up to someone and be like, make me a taco. <laughs> yeah. No, I... It, but There's like they have like they make their um tortillas like right on the like fryer so they like crisp up and they have um like hibachi grill kind of stuff and salad bar and if I were just me I'd be like I don't need a grocery shop I will just come here every day and get the, they have like a smoothie bar for breakfast okay I'm got oh. a bakery I love it it's all just really good their Chinese is like okay it will do in a pinch but um, not totally over the moon about it. Convenience, that's some of the stuff that I will pay money for because it's like, if it's good, it's good. Because it's like, if there's a return on investment, like you could get X amount of hours back in your life because you don't have to do something like mundane. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. purpose in the mundane. I don't know who said that. Like there's a quote out there, but like there's purpose. Well, that was Um, me. Just kidding. (laughs) or whatever like you gain time and some things that you pay for mm-hmm. so i do grocery shop online i have not I, tried that 
it will change. They even have it at Walmart now. See, like, so, like, like I don't really always know what I want. Like, and sometimes the mood hits me based off of what I see. Like, but you're seeing everything. It's the internet. You can <laughs> like you can true. scroll free product. I mean, more or less. Like some maybe are like not available at this store or whatever. But I love it on a budgetary budgetary a word yeah budgeting standpoint because I mean I guess it depends on what what kind of online trapper you are but for me to be able to see the total as I go or sure. to just look at the total when I'm done and be like ooh, I can still put like 30 more dollars worth of stuff on there great or be like uh I need to take 30 dollars off and then I could just go through this bulleted list and be like not that not that I can do without that this week this was just extra or the optional garnish, okay, take it off, whatever, if I really wanted to stick to it. Just those little nuances of maybe some people are super good, like they bring their little clickers through and they like no percent, you know, not percents, like 100%, but like one cent of where mm-hmm. they are at. And that's just like a mind frame, a skill set that I know I could do, but the time it would take me to do is not worth the time it would be for me just to do like even if there's like a five dollar fee Jody for a family of six like my grocery budget is four digits yeah no I was gonna say like, like so I, I extra bucks or whatever to do that I'm you're like, like oh. that's pennies baby yes. come on <laughs> I know. it's like well because and then there's less impulse purchases from me although I don't typically not even impulse like oh I see that lamp on the end cap at Target if I'm shopping groceries at Target or something mm-hmm. like not like that kind of impulse but like even just like, well, those cookies or those whatever, like, because I'm hungry at the time and you just want that thing that you see. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's my, I, if you haven't tried it, it's worth at least trying. Like if you just the cu- go The right cup foods by me that I go to now has it. I just have like part of the, part of the leisure of just walking up and down the aisles. Like I don't, I usually go like, it's open 24 hours. So I usually go like if it would have been a normal work week, like I would have gone last night at like 10 or 11 because like mm-hmm. most normal people are like getting ready for bed and going to sleep because they have to go to work on. But because I work for 10 hour days, like rotating, if I work a Monday, I have that Friday off. And if I have that Friday off, I have the next Monday off. So I have like a four day weekend. And so it's kind of like I have then a day to kind of prepare or, you know, to, you know, to, get look at your versus yeah. wasting like a weekend bit of it but I don't know I well just like anything that might not be what I mean if you there's people who just really love mowing the lawn or weeding their garden and there's some people who are like I'd rather play a teen kid from the neighborhood to do that so I could do something else to know what that is for you and protect that I get to go grocery shopping now because this I love strolling I like to see the new products I like to interact with the produce man like whatever it is <laughs> I don't know because when I go to Target I go grocery shopping and I could get a lot of stuff but I'd always end up with this extra junk in my cart that I'd be like yeah like the lamp on the end cap whatever what are you doing with this yeah well yeah to know your uh I hesitate to say weaknesses or triggers because it sounds so dramatic but like your areas that if you are trying to shore up for a new habit or a cutting of the budget or just like you know for example like if makeup is an overspending category like don't go to Ulta to get a hair dryer mm-hmm. if you need a hair dryer or if you, need you know what I mean like yeah. you're not gonna like walk in you need like, 
yeah, same thing. Yeah, whatever you, one thing you need, you know, you're like, oh, but there's new foundation for this season. I don't know. I just, that's not where I <laughs> excel. So I don't even know what people practically buy. But, well, you know, earlier when you were saying, uh, like the planet community made it really an impact on you. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, if you could even make an impact on anyone else in the smallest way, whether it be a new idea for a something they do in their planner or a new, like a lifestyle model they're adapting and whatever, like it would be a good day for you, mm-hmm. you know, like, and you may not even ever be able to do that because you've gained so much. Mm-hmm. It feels good for me mm-hmm. to be contributing and creating something that wasn't necessarily there yet. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Totally. And I'm not saying like, oh, no one's ever thought of an interview show or like any of the podcasts that were out before me about planners or anything, but just because everyone's voice is unique. So of course, if I hadn't had my show out yet, no one's had a show like me because I'm me. You know, like there's that. What's behind the planner? I'm so curious of a person that it feels good to find out the answers too. Like not necessarily like, oh, I'm a journalist, but it's been nice to, to peel back and not just for the sake of sensationalism how Jody got buried alive by her 500 pins or, you know, like whatever. <laughs> that would be dramatic. You're what, you know, like just to, to offer that authentic yeah, I voice. Get, and, I, personally, like I really enjoyed like the variety of folk and I spoke sound so old, but like the variety of planners and the variety of people, like not just from Minnesota, but, you know, kind of venturing out and um, shop owners, not shop owners, PR people, not PR. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you've had a really good people blend. With big followings, people with like, just not as many. I mean, I don't even have that many. I think what it is, Jody. when I, I haven't really thought about it until you asked me. It's funny. People don't usually ask me questions. Sorry. Probably. I'm, but no, I'm like, <laughs> like you want to know about me? Uh, probably also because I'm constantly interrupting with my own anecdotes. I mean, because a lot of it sneaks out and I don't even like, it's not in my outline. I mean, it is in my outline to be like, ask about how it is to be an admin, ask about how it is to be a planner conference, whatever. But it's not like, oh, make sure you share about how you met your husband. Or make sure you share about um, saving green beans in the basement for a rainy day. <laughs> but just in natural conversation, I appreciate the energy that you're giving me too to be serious or to be funny or to just peel back my own self. And yeah, it is pretty cool. I do like it. I, I hope to continue for as long as I can. There's a difference between things that just keep you busy and things that keep that move you forward so far I've just I love to be able to promote other people in the planner community too actually going back to YouTube after having um 14 episodes in podcasting might actually work because I can I understand my my purpose more I understand what I like about the planner community I was listening to another podcast I listened to a lot of like crime or um podcasts but one of the ones that they were doing is they were actually saying that they put their podcast on YouTube. They have like a, a logo or something as mm-hmm. a standard visual because there are people who that is their preferred method of. Right, because they hear podcasts and they get all itchy. Like, I don't know how to do that. I'm not right. going to do that. But people know how to do YouTube. I mean, and if you have like, is it the red? I think it's the red something. I don't mm-hmm. know. YouTube red. Uh, it's like like you, you can like minimize it, you know, and listen to it just like a podcast. So I mean, there's, there's definitely a niche for everybody. 
Yes. And there's some growth. So that's what I'm saying is I hope to be doing this for a while. I met my goal um, early. I didn't publicize this because, you know, it's scary to publicize your your goals and then not have them. It's always easier to set a goal for yourself. And then once you meet it, you tell people, but I mean, I don't know, totally random goal, like just like a, like I'm not following like a metrics or like a startup podcast goal, blah, blah, blah. Like from some ebook or something. It's just like in podcasting, every time someone listens, it's called a download. Mm-hmm. Ed um, wanted to do 5,000 downloads before the new year. Mm-hmm. And I met it last already. So I was Congratulations. like, Congratulations. Oh, thank you. See, that's so, you know what I mean? Because it's not easy to do. And not everybody can do it. Everybody can be a critic of it, but not everybody can do it. I don't get caught up to it much in the numbers. It's still something to to note as a creator. You still the numbers are still there. They're mm-hmm. not. They're not. We're not blind to it. But anyways, I got one thousand subscribers on Instagram at the same time. So, yay! Okay. So if you're listening right now, check back on my Instagram. I think is how I'm going to do it because I've been. Um, I reached out to the people at Zebra Pens USA. Mm-hmm like won their giveaway on Instagram. And I was like, Hey, thank you for this giveaway. But I also have a podcast. I was super like annoying <laughs> and aggressive. But again, it's like, just like asking people to come on. Not everybody's going to say yes. And the worst they can say is like nothing. Like right. even say, even hearing no, sometimes it's a gift because you know where you stand. Mm-hmm. But like, the worst that is, is like they never get back to you. You know, well, I so think I was like, you want to send me something. I might do a so like I don't know what they're. I, I'm waiting on the mail, so I don't want to get like I'm not like promoting it right this minute on this podcast during Jody's episode. But that's kind of something I would like to do to celebrate the small wins because you know, to me, I just this little community of people who like to listen to me talk. So thanks, guys. It's it's your little space in the interwebs. I guess. In the, big, or in, the, in the big interwebs, because that's a big I deal. I know. I, I still. <laughs> I subscribe. A, everybody else should subscribe, rate, and Thank you, Jody. Thank you for being a cheerleader. I don't know if, does anyone ever get over, it's not vanity, but like, okay, so Mommy Lay started following me on Instagram mm-hmm. and I about fell out of my hair. And not to say like, oh, I'm planning. No, but. She is a, she's good at getting behind the planner too. She will let, she wears her heart on her sleeve and will tell you what's going on or, you know, she's very grateful. I don't, we don't have much of a back and forth necessarily, but I was like, Peter, (laughs) you know, of course he's like, okay. Someone started following (laughs) you. It happened like every week. And I'm like, I know, but she's a lady. And she's like, he's like, you're a lady. (laughs) you know I think sometimes it's very humbling like when the people in our lives don't understand like the excitement behind some of it because it kind of also neutralizes some of it to say like at the very heart of it we all are just planners and we are people like some of us you know have a larger following or you know like some people have a crazy business and they have a huge following and some of us are just putting content out there because that's what we want to do. And some people are along for for a crazy ride and you know what I mean? Without any intentions of starting a business or that kind of thing. And I think there's, again, there's room for everybody in this. When we met Erin Condren, uh, well, you had met her previously, but she was in Minnesota a while back 
And Peter asked me, are you going to fangirl? And I was like, she's just a person. But going up to the office or to her, the good housekeeping lab, my heart was beating or like fluttering a little bit. And I was like, I had convinced myself this whole time. I'm like, she's a businesswoman. She's doing this for her like business. Like, okay, she's a person, whatever. And then I don't know. It was kind of exciting or or special or whatever. But yeah, then you realize like they're just people too. And I don't know what has been your experiencing been on that being on um with your friends as you've made connections like specifically like Kristen Damien with um Christian Designs or even just with Cindy or like how have you experienced or even for yourself like I seriously like you're everybody's favorite so how do, how do you handle that like are there people who feel like they know you more than you know them or like how do you well I'm definitely not everybody's favorite and that's okay because if you, if everybody likes you then you're probably doing something wrong but yeah I suppose yeah. that said uh I think like the thing is like you kind of you kind of just have to remember that like you like you know them because you're sharing so much information and it's like I've met again some of my closest friends uh, through the planning community, and genuinely some of the back and forth. You know what I mean? Like it's like you can just be the realest real, and you never know when that person you would meet that like is fangirling or is like over the moon or nervous to meet you might end up being one of your closest or your best friends or however you label your friends or your buddies. I just think that there's so many unexpected moments and that, you know, that we kind of just have to embrace that, like, there's a lot of good that can happen. And people should never be too nervous to go up and to say hi to somebody because the missed opportunity or the regret sometimes like can outweigh the nervousness, you know what I mean? And the relief and be like, I met this person or I got a picture with this person. I, I think for the most part, most people that I've met in the planner community are very warm and uh very genuine people you know obviously there's some people who come into things with like ill intent the the moment that you don't do that stuff is the moment that you're gonna be like oh I should have you know what I mean like and FOMO is like a real thing like the fear of missing out on all these things like you end up minimizing it for yourself and then you kind of like get sad because maybe you minimized it for yourself it's just better to kind of pave your own path and you know Every, every follow is a big thing. Um, I think people who get too caught up in the numbers, um, especially the way like the algorithm and all those things have changed, embrace everybody who is there and don't worry about the people who aren't because the people who are there are there to be in your corner. Mm -hmm. And even if people leave because maybe your, your style changes or you aren't posting as much of X, Y, or Z, like no skin off my nose. Like I don't lose anything if somebody decides to move on. If anything, they're one step closer to something that makes them happy. Yeah. But I think it's all perspective. Yeah. I mean, I guess bit, you know, to me, a thousand is big. It's big. But, you know, to some, it'd be, well, I'm only at one million. And last year I was at two million. You know, it's all just sliding nonsense anyway. But that's a testament to the good quant, uh, content that you're putting out. Because people don't follow people with crap content. Even if they aren't doing well, it. Well, I guess well. it's charming. I mean, you'd be a lie. I'd be a liar if I said when people say I loved your podcast, it doesn't propel me to do it again or to want to continue to do it. You know, that I mean, it. 
you know, I'm not made of steel where I'm like, anyone's opinion means nothing to me. And that's why I have to be careful because I won't be for everyone. And I will have to be, you know, with the people who are like, you call yourself a this or that. Oh, you said that you said you had a, the, you know, like nitpicking my life choices or like you have a grocery budget of a four digits. No wonder you can't go to a planner conference. You know, like there's thankfully my viewer, my viewers, see now I'm thinking of you too. My listeners have been like <laughs> uber kind and supportive. So I'm soaking it up. But that actually is to my point. Some of the people with the bigger um, followers have recounted when they were at, you know, between 300 and 1000 subscribers as one of the most sentimental and awesome times of their online career because they connected. It was an actual community. They recognized the names on the list. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to be like, well, do I answer DMs today or not? Mm -hmm. Do I ignore, you know, 16,000 requests or not? Like it, it presents a whole nother set of issues that it's not always greener on the other side. You know, there's that too. I agree. Yeah. But nonetheless, I'm still human and I'm still like, yay, a thousand. Hey, you you deserve to celebrate all those little things. I think that's I think that's the one thing that we kind of are like told to minimize our our wins or our successes for fear of like how other people will react to that because like we're bragging or those things or we care too much about it. Yeah, and I I I think at the end of the day, like if you're really looking at the content you're putting out there, it's a testament to the fact that you're putting out good content. Stories, they connected some way with a story, with somebody you interviewed, the way you've presented your content um, and brought things from the podcast to Instagram and stuff from Instagram to the podcast. You know what I mean? Like there's a balance of all those things. It needs to be relevant and you need to make it tie and kind of weave together. And I think that I think you're doing it. Thank it's fun so to see. Good. It's so fun to see. <laughs> I I I'll take that and put it in my pocket for when I'm feeling down and I will pull it out and remind myself of that. Cause yeah, it definitely like you said earlier, self-talk is powerful. And if as a creator, if whether you're writing a book or writing a beauty blog or whatever, or just even a presence in your office or whatever you're doing to really say like, this is what I'm doing is valuable. This is good. I enjoy this. I'm versus like, well, someone's already done that. Or even a number of guests who have been on other podcasts, you know, and I'm like, well, they've already been interviewed, but they haven't been interviewed by me. And not to say that I'm this ultimate interviewer, Barbara Walters of the online podcasting, you know, I'm not (laughs) saying like, interview like that, but it's like, it's still has a different voice. I have a different things are going to get pulled out differently and stuff like that. So just if you're a creator out there, just take that in, take that self-talk, take those wins when you can and take those compliments to heart. But also I feel like there's a really a big undercurrent of like not relying on those two. So I'm like totally contradicting myself now and like finding your motivation for when, if you have none of the, well, I guess if you have zero positive feedback, you might want to switch what you're doing <laughs> you might like, let's just reevaluate your life people reevaluate. but just you know if you're getting polarizing views like some people love you some people hate you and you're getting it all thrown at you and you're like you're gonna get in junior high again where your heart is just like oh it's like a little roller coaster of affirmation and deflation so it's like there has to be something i think that yeah, but, but everybody's uh, yeah, so there's going to be, there's going to be stumbles, you know, what do they say? It makes the stumble part of the dance or whatever. I mean, I, that's so cliche, but oh, no, mean, it's you, like, no, it's like one step forward, two steps back, keep going and call it a cha-cha. Yeah. But you know, like there's, 
there's all kinds of like little ways you can, you know, whatever, take the little pieces. But I think at the end of the day, if you just remember, everybody's human, everybody, like if you do the content for yourself and the, the stretch goals that it's doing for you, you know, like these little milestones that you can try to achieve, the reach that you're having, like you've had a huge variety of people on the podcast that have given a ton of different viewpoints. You know what I mean? Like it's not like one single-minded type focus. And so I think like there's a, there's just the next question is like, what is the next evolution? Like, is it a Facebook group to have conversations? Is it like a blog that for people to have conversations? You know what I mean? Like, how do you keep the conversation going to kind of fuel the community? Um, right. And it's like not getting paralyzed by that step of just saying like, that's going to keep you from creating the content because at the end of the day, the content is what is driving those other areas, you know, maybe for needing to come up or to be considered. Yes, I do. Thank you. That, that is well said. Um, I agree. And to not like, I, I knew right away and I still am not doing it all because each one of these episodes is like a month's worth of blog posts. Like, okay, like anything that you're saying, you know, like the one thing you're saying, even about, okay, how to organize your kitchen. I mean, you kind of have to get your niche down a little bit, but just any, like, okay, uh, what are all the different planner um, events nationally? Mm-hmm. How is it to maintain a Facebook admin group in the planner community? Like that's a whole article. Mm-hmm. And then pulling out sound clips of you and then putting them in the little bar underneath. Here's a quote. If you want to know more from her, click here. Mm-hmm. You know, and that and just really featuring my guests more because it's like right now I feel like it's kind of a one and done. Mm-hmm. And I would love to stretch them out and spread them all over Pinterest. That's that's kind of my goal is like to to get their platform noticed too and their networks known, but also like, and at some point, I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't say it'd be awesome to have like ads on my sidebar or something or just just squirrel away for like, you know, podcast hosting or actually getting to one of these, you know, events or something. So. There's what? big things. Coming. I just don't know what. <laughs> you got to dream big because the thing is, is that if the goal's too easy, right? Like it's, you achieve it and then you're kind of like, yep, and done. You know what I mean? Like, so you have to have some stretch stuff to kind of keep you motivated to kind of keep things just a little bit out of reach to make you want it a little bit more. But you also have to keep things attainable so that you are actually achieving some of those goals keeps us moving forward. Thank you for your encouragement, Jody. It was so nice to have you on the show. I'm pretty sure I'm going to try to put this in one episode. Thank you so much for having me and congrats on the huge accomplishments. And I can't wait to see what you do week over week. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining our conversation on Planner Lifestyle Podcast. Behind every planner, there's a person. And some of those awesome people left reviews on iTunes. Thank you so much to Janet Rides Harmon and Pretty Me Down and Joe Jolly. I feel so grateful for your kind words. Janet says, thanks for all the podcasts. Each one motivates me, inspires me, and I laugh. And I can relate too. Transparency is key. I love that you are able to bring each guest to be real. Pretty Me Down says, I've been listening to you for a while and I love the diverse guests within the theme of planning. Thanks for sharing this inside look to Behind the Planners. You're welcome. 
And for all my other listeners out there, head on over to iTunes or your favorite planning app, planning app, see planners on the brain all the time, podcast app to subscribe to Planner Lifestyle Podcast and rate and review so more planner friends can join us. Next week, Shay from Shay Budgets will be on the show. Get ready. Get your calculators. This girl, she is doing it all. Yeah. So, okay. It, yeah. I was just saying. I was say, go ahead. Go ahead. No, we're saying the same thing. <laughs> Everybody should be a guest because it's fun. It's just as much fun for us, you know, as guests, even as it is um, probably for you even to explore you know, the different conversations we have to add. I'm not saying that a podcast is any less work than a video. But maybe well, I, mean, maybe yeah, I don't have to brush my hair or wear pants. I was so just saying, but it might be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. Be like entertainment.